0: Four, three, two.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Platchad Valorant, episode 157. I am joined here by the King, Bala, Mimi, straight off the private jet, just landed out of Brazil, and Wilkinson. (laughs) What have you been- you, you just straight off the badminton court? What are you doing over there, Josh?
2: No, I, um, uh, my- my job today was to escort my wife to a tattoo parlor, Wait for the tattoo to be done and then watch some Afrika VODs in my car on the phone. I was just sat there like on Afrika.tv trying to absorb all the data from a, a tiny little screen. So that's what I've been up to.
1: <laughs> did, you, did you get some reliable information? Are you ready to spit factual information about Sentinels?
2: Uh, uh, yes, I am. Really? I, I'm actually, I'm g- genuinely, I am so. <laughs> So ready for that topic, but we've got many other things to get to before I can spill the juice and oh, say the thing.
1: Wilkinson's got me on the analysis, the unbiased Sentinels analysis. Mimi, how are you <laughs> feeling? What's life like after, after listen, <laughs> what's life like after being an Esports Award winning Analyst of the Year? Are you, are you taking mean, uh, uh, of what's the, happening? The Autographs in the that's... streets?
3: I mean it's I mean it's just the biggest thing that's ever happened to anyone in the history of the world and you know I I went out to get my morning coffee 15 people shook my hands made sure to kiss all their babies it was a beautiful moment uh it's the biggest thing why, that's why ever happened. Turning
4: into fucking Donald all of a sudden.
3: They just, were doing it when they you win doing something it. big like me. The hands start moving like this. You start doing <laughs> this little symbol, and you start saying that this is this is a big moment for our country. And I just think it's beautiful. All the all the people, it, all did, the women everywhere. Did you it or did you happens. not?
2: absolutely disrespect the entire awards process by not showing up not even submitting a video and just taking the award and bouncing
3: um i may or may not have done that (laughs) um and um the reason is that one i didn't think i was gonna win and two (laughs) I think award shows are kind of cringe sometimes and I thought I was thinking through it in my mind and the idea of a video of me in my hotel room being submitted as like being shown on the esports awards just really made me cringe and then i just <laughs> didn't do it
2: yeah so instead they had mimi a evil cat okay, wait, but popping but to my up. credit
3: to my credit they fucked it up they fucked up the one when they when they picked my award they they, they didn't have the envelope it just, it just, they just didn't have it. So James Dash had to fucking check his smartwatch for a text from the fucking <laughs> academy <laughs> to pick who was gonna win. Which is the perfect way to win an esports award, by the way. That's awesome. That is awesome. Very
5: funny. Uh, um,
3: but you know, I, I just thought I put in just as much as they gave back in terms of production quality. What?
1: what
2: that so that's making? true. That is true.
1: Uh, God. Um, and also. Hold on, we really break down these awards. I'm seeing a whole lot of Valorant Valorant? everywhere, up and down the list. Coach of the Year, Potter. Player of the Breakthrough Player of the Year, Demon One. Esports Personality of the Year, Disguised Toast. Esports Publisher of the Year, Riot Games. How much did they pay to get that? Esports Game (laughs) of the Year. Valorant, they paid 2x whatever they are paying before. <laughs> and they've taken down the corporate, <laughs> the, the corporate awards, which is my favorite part of the esports awards for sure. That's what I you love know, the corporate awards. Listen, I'm still waiting for the uh, podcast of the year award. Where's that? Do, I don't see it on the list. Yeah, where is that? Enough. Do you guys see it? Because
2: I don't. I mean, we would clean up. We would absolutely clean up over there as well. I, I content love of the
3: year.
4: That should
2: Dude, be us. I, how did Baker, Gucci who win it? an award?
3: It's Gucci. awesome. All right, yeah, what? if you
2: scroll up, the esports like commercial partner of the year <laughs> is what? <laughs>
3: Gucci. <laughs> what Dude, Gucci? The e-sports, e-sports, eSports Awards might what be the they funniest. Sponsor?
2: Thing? It's so funny. It's they so by the way, for anyone who these, didn't I understand how, for anyone who didn't understand how this worked, you could log in every day to vote and each day you would have a new vote for who you wanted to vote for. So so you could refresh every 24 hours and vote for the award. Wait, it's so just you're telling me the most Mimi ridiculous thing. So that yeah, she no. could
4: not <laughs> <laughs> submit a video?
3: That's no, 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 I didn't pop Farm, but let me tell you, I when I won this award, I exposed a conspiracy when we, recount, when we recounted the votes. We found out that Crooked Alice voted for me three <laughs> accounts every single day, very crooked. <laughs> uh, I mean, it really but is just for But we still deserve this award. Fraud. We still deserve it. 100%. <laughs> we earned it.
1: Those mail-in uh, ballots. Why I ought uh, uh,
3: <laughs> No, but Alice actually texted me after it got fucking announced, and she just said, plus I voted for you religiously every day on three different email accounts, but they don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I like that Al- Bren's crazy Alice. Friends. That is so. Bren's funny. Alice.
5: Yes, Bren's girlfriend Alice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so she was not putting in the same amount of work for Bren. Thank you, Alice, my goat.
2: God, what
1: did Bren oh, lose God. to? I don't it know. was
2: Uber though. Yeah. It was. I um, mean, Uber finally won a play-by-play caster for his Overwatch work, Mother which he deserved one. He should years. have got an award yeah. like four
4: years ago. Yeah. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Back when the Overwatch, yeah. they give him the award when the Overwatch League dies. That's kind of yeah. messed <laughs> up. It's crazy.
4: It's I think that's it. He's never going to be casting Overwatch again. We better if quit. If quit give him the a <laughs> Helped him
1: out.
2: <laughs> uh, Wilkinson, were you nominated? Oh yeah, you were because they used that silly little picture. Who did you get beat by? Uh, Dan Gaskin, who's a lovely guy who does color commentary for Apex, and I think he does some stuff for Halo if, uh, or something as well. Halo, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. he's really
4: good, and I love him. GB good. has told yeah. me he's
3: good, so I trust GB. He's he used to do better. Valor.
4: He's st- actually, he catched yeah. the first ever Valorant event on really? the, like, the Twitch Rivals thing with GB, if I remember correctly. Like, yeah, I, remember I pushed him out of the scene series. to get my
2: job. <laughs> I couldn't allow him to continue in the scene, otherwise I knew that he'd take my job as well as my award. So <laughs> I got in touch with my contacts, and, you know, we pushed him. <laughs> we got him gone.
4: Outside of the oh, esports award, just a good bio. time. There's some money but you papers. don't have it in your
3: bio. No, fuck no.
4: Esports award. I f- mean, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Again. That sounded
3: really condescending pe- to people who put that in their bio. But I just would feel really weird if I did that. <laughs> I Understandable.
4: Know. I understand. Yeah, My I.
1: <laughs> I get where you're coming from. What was? Ha- I what mean, you have clown college are? dropout. <laughs> Yeah, I am. Wait, yeah, I you know. Have but in your that's bio? what.
3: Go up, Clown, a clown College dropout.
2: dropout. Uh, oh, this is such and a good alleged story. FOMA. Know. That's not yeah. alleged. No,
3: it's alleged. <laughs> I, it's I, not... I will not engage with the allegations.
2: <laughs> Stop. Stop! You can't Stop. have
0: this become your running Stop. joke. They've impression. been making it all of Brazil.
3: Why? <laughs> the, the the Trump voice is very addictive. Once you put your hands up like this, once the Actually, little last tiny time we were in hands Brazil, are moving,
4: we were doing Obama voices the entire time. That was a There's That's something about
3: Brazil that just makes me want to be a U.S. president. It's so inspiring.
2: <laughs> it's because you're not on U.S. soil anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay.
1: You guys, there's another important topic here. And it's not in the run of show. Oh, shit. I was going to say it at the beginning. And it's not in the run of show. And now I just remembered. This is the last episode that will be recorded in the Platchat compound. It is over. The era has ended. When did we (laughs) move? When did, whoa, that is a, that's a long straw. You could, hang, you could, like, hang that from the ceiling and sip it like a hamster in a cage. Um, anyhow, can we take this seriously, guys? This is the last episode yeah, in the compound. I can't remember, when did we move here and start recording here? Like, episode 20 or something?
0: Uh, I'll check right now.
1: We've, we've been here for a very, very long time. And this chapter is coming to a close. It's been real, we've, had, we've made memories. Wilkinson, can you speak to the, the best of times and the worst of times?
2: Yeah, I'd say the uh, best of times was when Avast was pissing on Mike. That was one of the best of times. And worst yeah, I... of times-
3: He that like he was pissing on Mike, the person. <laughs> who, who is Michael and why was he getting pissed on?
2: i'm not gonna correct that yeah that's exactly (laughs) as i meant it to be said and the worst of times when those bloody people would cut the lawn for free and interrupt our show (laughs) well i have to cut my own lawns now and i tell you what i don't schedule it for when i'm doing the podcast because i can't be in two places at once are you guys ready for some whiplash yep
1: yep all right
0: two years ago january 11 2021
1: what do we got? Oh my god, what a oh time my. to be alive. What I episode was this?
0: Dude.
2: This is, uh, let's see.
1: This
2: is episode... Dude, Avast looks like he's just set into a wind, like he's set into a, a hole in the wall. <laughs> it, just like, it just looks like he could be part of
1: the furniture.
4: <laughs> look at looks the like guys are actually talking to him, too, when you guys used to, like, look at each other across the way.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, god, the
2: studio is such a male
4: living space is this a different place no no
1: it's the same place it's
2: just different set
1: design wow
4: this is crazy that's crazy wow
1: you guys actually holy shit we dressed it up a bit you should get into some interior what was that episode current 27 i believe oh my god so we've done 130 episodes here that is pretty wild
3: 25k nsg winter preview (laughs) the big news of the day
2: (laughs) yep Listen. Yoru is meta. Well, that one sure paid off, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right as usual, Placia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Jesus Christ. Man. This it, Also, this is... Boy, this is just proof that we really... Uh, we made it from the bottom, huh? Straight out the gutter back when we had 10,000 views and now we're on top of the world. What are you talking oh, about? Look at all those changed. esports awards you already have on the desk. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> also we just have two overwatch posters <laughs> that's the <laughs> yeah, that's it.
0: we have two overwatch posters we have tf2 figurines <laughs>
3: we have a popcorn thing
1: there's <laughs> nothing to do with Valorant at all <laughs> uh, I, mean, I love that the you guys thing... have
3: really shitty chairs and Josh is just in a throne <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing related to the set decor that I've seen though is that when America's so, VCT Americas tried to do, like, a version where Platchat had a cold open. We took it over as if it was, like, a Platchat episode. And they blurred out some of the things in the background, but they still left a bunch of the Overwatch stuff yeah. there. They got, they blurred out and got rid of the Lucio-Os, but they just left a big, like, a, a big poster in the background that was clearly D.Va <laughs> or something. Like, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it's the but they just,
1: one up in, like, the there. Did Your you Honor. want to
0: reveal the secret item on set? Why? That's right behind you.
1: There's a secret item.
0: Just turn around. You know exactly what it is. The tens puzzle? No, it's next to it. Oh. Oh.
1: <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> now, I feel like I should get some. uh I should get some. Some like a hazmat suit. <laughs> like I'm in Chernobyl. <laughs> But we got a... Uh, Christmas <laughs> ornament.
3: <laughs> That's on the if, if that
1: isn't
0: hanging on one of your Christmas
2: trees this year, you have really messed up. I, <laughs> I mean, can't wait for the again, people to come
3: tour the apartment and see that. Just sitting again. on the fucking shelf. <laughs> <laughs> wait, where do you put that back? you put it behind knife, the right? just, That is, uh...
1: Josh, it's where does that fit in, in? In the uh, best of times versus the worst of
2: times? <laughs> I mean, I would call it a, like, 6 out of 10 at least. I got the job done. (laughs) Now, for the audio
1: listeners at home, what we're talking about is the uh, plat chat engraved stainless steel butt plug that we were sent (laughs) for one of the Go streams to have some silly fun with, to really get the uh, viewership and members engaged. And I think it worked.
2: <laughs> yeah, you'll find that so. in the VODs somewhere. There's was the- that was that also featured on the VCT America's broadcast? No,
1: I removed
0: that when I was taking the picture. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now that is a yeah. that's a crazy
0: Easter egg. It was Easter not on the VCT broadcast, that's dude. Too- you
3: should have left it. Oh, that would have been, so <laughs> been so funny. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> and Kurt has been fired from VCT.
1: <laughs> uh, <sighs> Christ Almighty. But, uh, yeah, pretty- pretty well. We're moving on, you know, to the next, uh, the next chapter. And we'll have to just, you know, see what happens next. Cue the- the video with the up music of us slowly vanishing from the couch. But that is, uh, you know, that, that is- that is very much the- the reality now. A lot has changed. A lot has stayed the same, huh? Like, we're still having fun. <laughs> that stayed the same (laughs) uh what else has changed in that video uh bren was the one with dyed hair and now that's me we did a little silly reversal um what else is kurt what else has changed uh i I don't know
0: also we were just looking at this image of post malone for a while i don't know why
1: what yeah that's an listen interesting there's a lot going on that we'd really have to dig into in the archives who knows the, dude, the we were episodes. so much
4: cooler before. We just talked about Rand. Now we talk about Valorant all the time. It was just like, eh, dude, we're season. literally like 40 minutes yeah, into really this annoying.
2: episode. We haven't mentioned Valorant once.
4: Well,. We did well, win the
2: Esports Awards, but.
5: <laughs> Holy,
1: <laughs> Holy shit. Immortals use world's best scouting to find shot up and dicey. The first strike preview would <laughs> single show and reinforce.
3: <laughs> on, look what at that Pringles that tower. tower. <laughs> I ate all of those
2: Pringles, by the way.
3: I can't believe that Wilkinson is a married man now. Who's going and driving his wife to appointments in his beautiful mansion in like suburban fucking England now.
4: That changed. changed.
3: I'm his Pringles Tower Josh. years
4: younger Josh was so fucking funny too. The energy that now he's like way more chilled and he's like more like up. And before he was just like this little small. He looks small in the video and he's just like like in the camera like. (laughs) He's just bouncing up (laughs) and down. It's so funny. Um, I don't know what's changed because you're the same size, but it's, it's just, it's so I got weird. a DSLR. I plugged that in. If, if you want me to swap over to the
2: webcam, I mean, I'll do the original, like, setup for you if you want. I think it's your mannerisms, too. They've changed. Uh, oh, I don't, my Logitech camera isn't even plugged in, actually. I can't even do that for you, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: See, you're uh, too expressive like now. You, like, you, you know how to use your your face to manipulate it now. It's, it's not the same.
2: Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry.
3: Yeah. You know, some hard. things what? always <laughs> change. Whoa!
2: Whoa! <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it- this is on your YouTube channel. What is going on here?
2: It's always the French, man. It's always the French. It's something to do with the French makes me either wanna you know
0: <laughs> Why? for thirty seconds! There's <laughs> two people commenting. <laughs>
1: Now, for the oh my god, for the for the, for the, for the yeah, do you want to Stooges explain it? Clip, for the audio listeners at home, I would just recommend watching the video at this point. Do time stamp this and watch the video just visual, I can't do it justice with words. But, you know, as a little preview, Wilkinson has his nipples out. So <laughs> go watch that video. <laughs> go tune in. Tap into the YouTube
4: channel. Some nice nipples. There's some nice nipples. Hopefully, Dude, those old videos sure
2: should never see the light of day.
1: I mean, there's <laughs> probably a few more
5: numbers.
1: It's. <laughs> 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 This one just breached seven likes. It's been sex for a while, but it's really growing fast. What even is this?
0: Why is this now just a roast my YouTube presence from nine <laughs> years ago, essentially? Is
3: this Half-Life? What am I? Gary's like, mod? You're playing
0: Half-Life DM with three other people in this video.
2: <laughs> it's not Half-Life DM. It was like a collaborative Half-Life 2 or something. I can't even remember what it was. Oh
1: my god. Oh, it's like, Stark. Dude, shout out to yeah. Stark. Oh my <laughs> Christ almighty. <laughs> oh. oh, um, yeah, Maybe so a lot happened have added to all those topics, Kurt.
2: <laughs> Oh, Jesus, Christ. Which should wept. be
0: the sideshow.
2: Um, yeah, that's what, that, my old, yeah, uh, that, that, that was, was my old YouTube how... channel.
0: Those that account? was my old
2: Twitch channel. Yeah, yeah, the underscore Sideshow. Because Sideshow was taken
4: by somebody, and then I stole it from them when I made partner. Oh, my God. Owned. Wait, but you still have that account. Why did you rebrand from the Sideshow to Sideshow Gaming? I didn't rebrand to Sideshow Gaming. That was also because Sideshow was taken. but <laughs> You have another Twitch. Sorry, I'm really confused. Actually, you had the Sideshow, and now you have Sideshow, but you still own the Sideshow. That's a rebrand. Ah, dude. I mean, I had 210 views
2: and seven likes. It's not a rebrand. Nobody knew anything. (laughs) Nobody knew me. More people knew me as Josh. I had more people like down the road who knew me (laughs) than people online. (laughs)
1: That's
2: not a (laughs) rebrand.
5: (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my christ almighty um okay um do you guys want to stay on this for another 20 minutes or
3: yeah. <laughs> is he in a parachute land i'm in a death? tent
2: yeah that yeah, was I, I called the Lurgi a lan that
1: was uh yeah because people did camp out in ten... Wait, people were camping out of tents and icers right it was or yeah, just... yeah yeah man i forgot that was a thing god damn nice shirt those yeah. events were just... What is that? Josh has some Lacoste on? There's, <laughs> there's on a here? shot
2: of my ass in one of these as well, but I, I mean, I'd love it if we could just move on.
1: Yeah, all right, let's move on. Let's let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Is there anything else we need to say about the Plat Chat compound before we None move of this on? was about the Platchat Chat compound. We'd already stopped talking about that. We've okay, literally well, stopped. Let's I'm, move on. I'm circling back to the original thing at hand. Is there anything anyone would like to say before we move on? Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Please. You guys, the skin review. It's the... It's, it's the Overdrive Bundle. Yes! Oh, oh my god. god. Production note, use other browser. Kurt, keep that one in mind <laughs> as we dive into this. Oh my... <laughs> Let's pull up this-
4: Overdrive. Oh. What?! Uh-oh. They we ruined it our the browser. Is it broken? It didn't use the other browser. It's over.
2: Oh. Wanna sign in? <laughs> Google can help.
1: Let's see what we're working with, with the Blade variants. So, um, yeah, so... They're- they're like some glowy kind of, uh...
4: I sent you a video, Kurt. How- wh- Dude, the- energy the energy
2: went down so fast as soon as you looked at them, Wyatt. What's the- You were so excited and then you took one look at them and you were like, yeah, there's like some different colors. The, the... <laughs> what's- what's the word to describe them?
1: Not like- They're like Just zappy, skin.
2: lightsabery things. They're
1: like... They're like Tron swords. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, they're like Tron-looking-ass skins when they're glowing, you know? They're, 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 they're giving Magic the Gathering Kamigawa Neon Dynasty is what they're giving. There's a reference mm. for anyone in the audience over 35. <laughs> but <they're>, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they do look,
3: you know... I huh? mean, it's just the <laughs> RGX katana. It's just the same guy. That's I'm kind cool. of similar
4: too. It has the same like barrel shit. I don't know. It's reviewed no gun parts. If we'd re- you know the you
2: know the staff that turns into all of the other guns and stuff, and then there's like uh the, the monkey king or something? What's it called what? in League of Legends? Now the one of the previous skin sets. Come on, you can't oh, be Wukong. leaving me out to drive Wukong. like this. Wukong. Wukong. There you go, there you go. Mm. That set I was I was excited to skin review that, but then, you know, we never did it. Oh, yeah, did but you buy it? this set? No, I didn't buy it. No, I'm okay. not going to buy any of them. I have no skins <laughs> on my EU account. People keep coming in going, is this an alt account? Like, no, God help me. I just... <laughs> I'm just poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: dude. But that's how you stay rich. You have the stay rich mentality with that one. I
2: like it. It's yeah. actually a great way of making friends in Ranked because people will always try and give you skins. They're mm. like... They, they treat you like... You know the the guy that comes in with no pack lunch and so you give them like a sandwich or something <laughs> that's that's what i feel like uh,
1: that's you know i i'm i someone go first before me
3: uh it's it's a, it's a skin i mean it's kind of cool i feel like it's kind of just like overwhelming it has crossover with skins that are already in the game drop
4: wow That Um, is sad. sad. How much is it? Yeah. Uh, That's the first question. Probably
3: like $900. Yeah. I think it's
4: $100. (laughs) It's A it's a drop. It's a drop oh my isn't god isn't that more expensive hundred, than they used to be please, didn't they used to be like seventy? skin prices man this is absurd like stop bu- i'm sorry but stop bu- I, it affects my job To stop buying. no keep buying
3: the skins this is a clear cop this is a clear cop. contract negotiations are going on right now and i'm asking for five hundred thousand dollars after
1: winning my big award
3: so make sure you buy the skins christ i
1: yeah i you know it's just and and I saw now I happened to I, I scrolled past these on the timeline because I saw Vanity post something like I haven't bought a skin in a while but this set has me ready to spend to open my wallet and get my mom's credit card or something like that and I then I looked at them and I just you know I that's just that's just they're they're just listen if one is on the ground in the game will I pick it up and maybe drop my vandal to cuz it's cool and you get that Different person's skin buff? Yes, yes, I will. Will I spend a hundred dollars on it? I will not be doing that. It is a drop. Are any of the skin bundles a hundred? That that seems. It was like the Elder Flame was, and those tier ones, right? Elder Flame. What? <laughs> Elder, <laughs> Elder Flame. What? There's been a gas explosion at the Plachet compound. <laughs> Yeah, we've actually rigged this place with dynamite. As soon as we leave, we're just going <laughs> to blow it up. Um, but now, like, the, the, uh, uh, dude, what was I saying? What bullshit the was Elder I about flame. to say? the the Zed one was 100, I'm pretty sure.
2: What else?
3: Dude, buying the Zed knife was the worst decision of my life.
4: You got the knife? 7,100 VP so is this one. You've lived a great life. Um, $70 for this bundle. I have, so yeah, I have so many more
2: regrets than you. Than the Zed knife? Yeah, I go to bed crippled with regret, and you are living a happy life where the worst well, thing you've ever done is by the Zed knife.
3: True. Real.
2: I can't sleep for the guilt.
1: <laughs> Josh, you've had more time to make regrets than Mimi. Maybe she'll catch up when she's 32. <laughs> i
3: 29 oh right
1: sorry
2: my bad
3: wait you're 29 josh i thought you were 27 Kidding, i knew
1: you were 29
3: what? I,
2: I used to be 27
3: yeah i mean you've just been frozen in time since i like met you when you were 27
2: so. mm-hmm.
3: famously the same age people don't age once you meet them they stay the same age doesn't happen yep.
4: that's that's true i mean relatively yeah, yeah it makes sense I-,
2: I think to, it's- yeah. I think it's cool. There's been a lot of effort put into this skin, but it doesn't tickle my fancy.
3: Britain is a yeah. beautiful country.
2: It's... Thank you, Mimi. What? Um, alright,
1: guys, <laughs> Just, let's do a 20 saying. on a the benefits saying. of living in England. <laughs> Move on to that. Um... One of the few. Well... <sighs> that's it for the- I'm glad we did a skin review. It's been a minute since we did one of those, and I really needed to- I needed to do that to uplift my mood. Speaking of uplifting, Gecko Up, Sky Down in patch 7.12. What's the latest with the game updates, Balla? Can you, Balla, <laughs> can you break this down for me because I didn't read this.
4: No, um, I what? what Gecko Up, Sky Down. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, fine, I'll up. read it. There you go. One of Gecko's <laughs> unique
1: strengths is being able to reclaim his creatures. This change aims to make that process faster so you can reclaim them in more situations. In addition, we're also increasing the reliability of Dizzy to increase Gecko's confidence when using the ability and to provide more incentive for him to engage with its reclaim. So, the reclaim for Dizzy, Wingman, and Thrash, the reclaim channel time has gone from two seconds to one second. That's kind of crazy, I'm not going to lie. What? That seems yeah, kind of crazy. Anyone else think that's crazy? And then... Uh, once the Dizzy is ready to shoot and sees a target, they will shoot faster and the projectile will travel faster? Dude, what? Mm-hmm. Pre-fire targeting... Not the pre-fire targeting delay! It's been decreased from <laughs> 0.5 seconds to 0.35 <laughs> seconds. And the missile speed has been increased from 7,000 to 10,000... somethings. W- dude, that's... Cr-
2: Molech <laughs> this It's
1: just no unit. What is that... I don't know, My, I don't. I don't know. Minutes per second, dude. This is
4: okay. Hold up, this is busted. Who agrees? <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's a reason why PaperX is running Gecko this morning or whatever the fuck. Was yesterday. that on the new patch? I think it was. Cuz I was
2: looking at the Dizzy and they were getting so much value out of the Dizzy. Yeah. But I wasn't sure whether that was because I I, I assumed it wasn't because of a patch change cuz people normally don't play on the brand new patch just when yeah, it's but released. I,
4: but usually that's like because they have access to like servers and stuff. I mean maybe yeah, it's a it's a land leak so it probably does. I'm probably speaking out of my ass, but anyway. But but I I thought that
2: they were still getting a lot of value out of Dizzy and I was thinking in my head, "Oh, it's going to be even better than this. Like people are actually going to be able to use Dizzy really" effectively but maybe um, yeah it's it sounds like it's going to be a little more difficult to 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 like tell from an observer pov that the 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 flashes are landing faster but from the actual wingman uh sorry from the actual gecko's pov the fact that when you use your dizzy it's just going to so much more consistently blind people is going to be uh really it's going to feel good to you it's going to feel really much more impactful on your side i I think wingman's not actually. uh, sorry i think gecko's not actually in a bad place I think that you could see some gecko usage. Uh, on maps where people aren't using so much double controller anymore. If people are using double initiator and there's more opportunity for that on maps like Breeze or maps like Sunset, then you could definitely see some gecko being played.
3: Yeah, I mean I feel like it's just like eliminating pain points that existed with the agent. I feel like when you're even outside of pro play, when you're just playing gecko and ranked or something, like taking nineteen eons to pick up your little friends was definitely the most like obnoxious part of being a gecko player. And I feel like they, besides obviously dizzy not working, I feel like that helps to fix this and will give him room. And also I feel like on the other side, the sky changes. Well, it's not something completely massive. It, I mean, it removes one of the biggest, like, abusable features of Trailblazer, of just being able to spam your mouse like crazy and get an entire site's worth of information with one uh, with one dog. It makes you have to be a little bit more intentional and it makes the, the nerfs to the... Um, to, to her HP, I think a little bit more important at times, which might be a catalyst for some people choosing Gecko.
2: Why does the dog not still have nearsight? Why does the dog travel so much further than every other piece of drone utility in the game? Why is Sky getting so much more info than every other character because the dog is so damn good? when they brought every other piece of drone utility in line, like they nerfed the length that uh, the boombot could go and they <clears throat> nerfed the length that the owl drone could go, they just didn't touch the sky dog for some reason. And it's outrageously good compared to all of the others. That's why it's been meta for like a year. It's so much more powerful as a solo initiator than everything else because it's like a jack of all trades. And they're doing stuff like this to it, which is like, okay, yeah, this is a good change, but it doesn't, it doesn't address the core part of the kit of why it's incredibly useful compared to everything else which is just that it's so versatile cuz you can get info miles away from yourself constantly
4: Yep, it's it's always been that the dog can get so much information and they're not even really nerfing that the aspect like it's still good the dog is still good because what it, what it's nerfing is the like when you jump you can't turn any right so you can't check 250 50 angles which is fine, but you could still just not jump, and you could still check left, check right while you're running, and it it's not going to move as fast, right? But um, it, yeah, it think... also
2: it also gets less consistent concusses now because one of the things That's that huge. you'd see people do is like jump right when they knew they were going to be impacting somebody, and like turn it so that you would be able to get the stun, because you get the better stun if it lands on the like very face of the dog. Like you have to kick the dog in the head in order to get stunned, basically. Yeah, which is, you know weird. it was so. I mean, it but was literally exploding.
4: Abuse. I don't know why they didn't like add like a visual cue but to like um show like with the thrash how they added that thing but the dog was literally like a big radius that it stunts it could stun like four people in yeah. a in a pack and it was so busted. Like people who are abusing that were really good but uh, in terms of the movement thing like I it, to me it's just like a nerf to skill expression which I don't like. I like the fact that the dog is getting nerfed. That's huge and that's important because I don't think um, these sort of abilities, uh, like, make the game super, super interesting, especially when there's one that's way broken. But, I don't like the fact that instead of just, like, reducing the length, which is what they did to everything else, they are, like, nerfing people who are actually good with their dog. Because there's a lot of people who, at the pro level, still don't do, like, good clears with their dog, and they don't get as much value. It's crazy, the difference. Yeah. Even though it's, like, an easy thing to get good at, people don't do it, therefore, like... Why are we taking it away and making it so that everybody has the same like ability now, even though somebody had skill? That's what I don't like about the change. I'm going to start
2: an EU account, like a Smurf account, that is just troll only. And I'm just going to be running my Trailblazer into my teammates now that it can stun my teammates. I'm going to be playing Gecko and only detaining teammates. I'm just going to try and see how high I can get whilst using every piece of utility to either blind, stun, uh, detain everything everybody else is playing with me and we'll see whether people <laughs> right. th- th- to be honest with you but I, I think people are maxed out on their anger anyway in the EU ranked experience I don't think they can get any more tilted than they currently are so I don't <laughs> think this
4: will have an impact it's a good idea good content you know Can't what this wait for
2: it on
1: YouTube have an impact on that now listen I'm here to give the perspective of you know listen this is this, this is like a dorks dork podcast I'm here to give you the perspective of the casual Valorant player.
3: Me. The common man.
1: Okay. My favorite game mode is Team (laughs) Deathmatch. I like hopping on Valorant and playing TDM for 30 minutes. And then going and sitting on my recliner and watching the game. That's what I like (laughs) to do with my evenings, okay? And... Gecko was about to be so annoying in TDM. I'm telling you that right now. Oh, yeah. Already in TDM, if the de- if there's a gecko and he throws up a dizzy, no one shoots it. So and then, <laughs> and then now it's up for an even shorter amount of time, and you're going to be able to just reclaim your utility over and over because it's one second. <laughs> gecko is going to be so obnoxious in TDM, but also in TDM news, uh, they're adding a new map, which is sweet. I'm excited to play that. All I right, love TDM. I put- I I played against
4: this Gecko in TDM the other day who was literally like just listening to people running around the corner and throwing his whatever utility he had up which is pretty much everything and he was just throwing it when he heard them running around the corner and was just constantly getting tired and he was just surviving in a corner by himself the entire game it was fucked up it was (laughs) genuinely the worst thing
1: yep I like to play Sky and I just run around and heal my teammates
4: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, finally a, finally a good person out there in that that cruel <laughs> cruel world
1: <laughs> me the tf2 medic all right let's keep it moving
4: uh patty
3: pan this one week- thing i just
4: tried my bad i just tried the sky dog and it's not affecting when you just jump it's only affecting when you bite but <clears> so like when you when you jump and then bite that's where you can't move the camera and it's clunky mm. as fuck but it's only like half a second. So I thought that it was like the every time you jumped, you couldn't turn the camera and I thought that was going to be fucked. But you can still check 50/50 angles. So this is even Spider. like this isn't even an effective nerf.
3: I mean <laughs> like, it's I, this is just effective. Valorant getting closer to realism. I mean the only person who can jump and look around left and right while they're in the air is Airbud from the hit film Airbud <laughs> and clearly Sky's dog isn't on the same level as the dog airboat from the film airboat Amy, it's just a dog it's not going to be able to jump what are you it's not talking about around.
4: please just run and jump forward and tell me you can't look to both sides
3: you can't, you can't move your body. Do you? Do yes. This you dog? Yeah, look at dogs. Look at dogs. Look at a dog. How much room does? Look at me. I can do this shit. I'm a fucking owl. Dogs can't do that. Dogs can't move their head more than like this much without adjusting their their like okay, spine. Okay, and right. when they're in the air, when when Sky's dog is in the air, she's fucking <laughs> doing 360s. That's <laughs> not realism. That's not what I want in my game.
4: That's crazy.
3: Who the fuck
4: is Airbud? An <laughs> a national treasure,
3: <laughs> an icon, the NBA goat, the football champion, the winner of the NHL.
2: It's a dog from an advert. No, been no. rolled oh, by commercials. No. Did you not no. listen no. to me?
3: Airbud from the hit film Airbud.
2: It's a film about a dog that plays sports. Films. And he's very good series. at it. a lot of. them. Oh, they made more than one. Yeah, and there's he's a lot very
1: more talented. than one, yes. Uh, I'm more sorry. like 10. <sighs> Y'all were missing out. Y'all yeah, missing you know how, how we were
2: talking about good things about living in England before? And that's another one. No, that's another one to the list.
1: No, childhood. Childhood. Your... To the list. That's... no, 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 no. I'm Here's... out, guys. That's a, you had a worse bullshit. childhood because you didn't witness Airbud. I'm telling you that right now,
3: dude. You made Ball leave. The only person who I know who who balls as hard as Ball is Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only other one, and now you are trying to get both of them off our podcast, Josh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's tough. I don't know fuck who would that. win a three point competition between Airbud and Ball. <laughs> that would be a tight one. Yo, Josh, I would, I Josh, would
2: dominate
3: a dog.
1: Shut
2: what? the fuck up. Fuck you. Shut up. <laughs> all of coming at <laughs> okay. us from the okay. void. It's um, just, just Mike only. Okay.
1: Guys, can we please talk about something serious now? Paddy Pan has announced his retirement.
3: Jarring um, tone shift.
1: So I'm going to... What? <laughs> um, so, uh...
3: That the they have nothing josh to say
1: for laughed? themselves silence took over the pod josh why are you laughing at patapan's retirement
2: i'm not laughing at Padapan's retirement i'm laughing at mimi saying giant tone shift i said immediately jarring. oh jarring tone shift i was uh, the tonal dissonance was comedic but it's not funny that patapan is retiring it's I'm a tragedy laughing. this
4: is like the fourth time bro retire dude, that, <laughs> no, he's, oh dude he's 12 years old bala he's, he's too young to get a normal job bro it's like I, i'm sorry but this is like the third time he's retired you have to be real with it this is like the third time
1: i well i mean dude ever since we talked josh ever since you talked negatively about airbud bala changed i just want to point that yeah out. <laughs> i mean I you ruined my true.
4: day that's true but i'm ruining patty's day now i i i, th- I think he he has so much skill man he, it's really sad that he can't play because of the, the wrist or whatever. I think that's horrible. But, but, but I'm I, I, I think everybody kind of saw this like eventually coming. I
2: mean, it is tragic that the wrist injury presumably has led to some of this situation. Yeah, the, because he talks about having like a lost passion for the game. I feel like if the previous year he'd been, you know, dominating or something like that, there's certainly maybe there's different ways in which his mentality would have been adjusted over the last year compared to being on a team that was losing and being the focus of criticism and not being able to find his real identity on the team, that kind of thing. But I also think he's, he is still really young. He's obviously not 12 years old, but he is still a really young player and there's still time for him to regain some kind of passion for the game or allow his wrist to heal and maybe get into a better spot as well. So I don't think, Hopefully, this isn't just his career completely over, but it probably feels like that to him at the moment.
3: I mean, I think the good thing is that it's it's a kind of a shitty situation that his his injuries and stuff couldn't keep him from playing or could keep him from playing. But as you guys were saying, he he is twelve. Like he's, I looked it up. He's well, actually, jo- he's actually twenty. He wasn't actually. I mean, he's he's, he's just the age 12. where he can just. Go to college right now and just like start his life. Like it's not a point where he's like a thirty-year-old esports bro having to find like a, a a segue out. He's at the point where I think he's gotten some probably great life experiences from getting oh, to do like, the esports. Well, he
4: season. was he was uh, really good at Overwatch, didn't he? Like literally win the yes. shit. I, like he, he was so good. He went to champs, like popped off. Everybody respects the show. No, of but that's what I'm saying. He like, He did time, all that like... shit
3: in, and he's still twenty. And like, if this is the moment he retires he still has like a whole life ahead of him to segue to whatever he's doing next is, is kind of what I'm getting at
2: yeah he, he could become an alleged FOMA
3: famously <laughs> Josh knows what that means he actually is 12 this is Liqu- crazy he yeah. is
1: 12 according to liquidpedia Josh was spreading misinformation.
4: We've confirmed Sorry, it. Wh- Sorry, <laughs> what, what? What? Kurt, hits the, hit the fucking no, nattiest that? Element. element of all time. This is <laughs> the actual page. You can see I it on This is it. not the actual look, page. Go to
1: this, this website not... and you'll find it. Refresh it. it. <laughs> refresh it. Refresh.
5: Hold on. Let me refresh real quick off screen.
3: Oh, I just refreshed it.
0: <laughs> there we go it's good now oh
2: really uh, almighty yeah there's so many different career paths he could become a former i mean he
3: it says total earnings were eighteen thousand dollars that'll get him like a semester of college in america he's ready for his next his next career there's no yeah, way his winnings should...
1: are eighteen thousand dollars that's invalid that. that's invalid inval. kurt pull up esportsearnings.com. Let's
2: see how rich he is. Uh,
3: I mean, let's see what college he can afford to go to. Dude,
2: actually, talking about earnings check, did, (laughs) did you see that the player code of conduct dropped? Okay, and it's a really boring document. People were like, oh, oh, Sideshow, I hope you make a nerdy video about it. There's nothing nerdy in there at all. But one of the things that it says is players will be forbidden from making disparaging remarks about others based on all sorts of different normal things, you know, about like, you know, their sexuality, their race, their origin, all of that kind of stuff. And then it also says their financial status. So, if you're typing earnings check in a game, that's against the code of conduct. So, I love none of that, Bala. I love none of that. They're no earnings us. checks. No earnings these... checks.
4: Wait. This is literally built against Zombs, bro. The only motherfucker who would go band for band with people in the scene. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Why, man? Let him, let, him, let him flex.
1: Hold on. According what was that number, Kurt? On esports earnings? Tidepenn is one hundred six thousand three hundred thirty dollars and thirty eight cents. That's not uh, bad. No, that's not that's that's not bad at all. Let's pull up Ballers Esports
2: earnings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, fuck.
2: We, what? Oh, it's not even on there, man. You didn't even make the cut.
4: That's tough. wait, no. What are you talking about? I'm there. Chill, oh, there chill, is. chill, chill, is. chill. Yeah, fuck mm-hmm. out of here.
1: Five point two. Wow. Yeah.
4: And it's missing my valor earnings too. I got two hundred in val. Let's go five point four. Let's go. Come on, man. That's good. That's good. That's oh good. Christ. Let's look up. Let's look up. Fucking words. yeah, yeah. Let's see what this motherfucker.
2: <laughs> 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 Getting roasted for playing the poverty game of TF2. Getting roasted I mean, for playing the poverty honest. game. Six hundred eighty-three dollars is the world championship
1: in TF2. Oh shit! Uh, Ma3la, dude, I think I got both of you fuckers beat. don't okay. care. What? It has There's to be no there.
2: Way. It has it's got to be, it's there, gotta be there somewhere. Really? So it's add it's my one point six running game Huh? Huh? Did they, they put change three it? Three Ts in there, bro. Dude, that's crazy. You've, you've been removed. You've been wiped from the database. <laughs> there,
4: there's Wyatt no River. way. There's no way. I got way. you. No, I got you. Yeah, what's you his, got me beat. What's he under? It's Wyatt River Mela. You have to just search it on Google. I just linked it. Wyatt River Mela. What a <laughs> That's what a his full legal name. There's a lot going on
1: here. I just need to show. Jo- Josh said the TF2 is a poverty game. Watch this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Boom.
2: (laughs) That's 6.58. Come on now. Sorry. (sighs) I should have clarified. TF2 in Europe was a poverty game. You at least had ESEA. (laughs) Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right.
1: I'm glad we turned it, uh, this patty pan topic into a us topic. <laughs> um, but in
3: conclusion, if he earned a hundred thousand, he can uh, he can get like three years of tuition to like fucking Temple University. He's he's good to go. He's got a whole life ahead of him.
4: Three years? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Maybe one.
3: No, three years. It's wow. if he can f- get Temple Pennsylvania University. residency, which yeah, I believe in him. there. You go. I there believe
0: in go. him.
1: Um, out of state. I'm trying to find out what the Temple University tuition is, but in the meantime, okay.
4: Oh, okay, let's listen. All right, so yeah, 3 years. All right. Mimi Mimi
1: not knows bad. What not what bad. About. Mimi knows what's up. Mimi knows about the education system. Yeah, i right, thought guys. about
3: what'll happen when D-Sports winter comes to me. <laughs> <laughs> Back
1: to clown college.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mimi, you'll be fine. You're an award winner.
3: I got to earn though. my red nose again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk more. You guys said we, the, you, uh, Josh was mad because we weren't talking about Valorant. Oh, too much fun. You guys are being too fun, having too much whimsy. All right. Let's talk about the Game Changers Championship, the big tournament of the week. Shopify Rebellion, AKA version one, AKA XC9 White. Because I got, I'm saying all that because they got signed by Shopify two hours before the tournament started. <laughs> they won, they lived up to the hype they did not falter at land like they did last year they take down the tournament winning four games in a row undefeated some close games though for sure on the way but undefeated nonetheless mel and alexis who were due for a championship at some time in game changers lock it down um and you know surrounded by three talented young stars great showing josh what were you gonna say
2: it's actually incredible advertising as well for Shopify Rebellion because they're really just showcasing what you could do with your last-minute Christmas shopping. They would—they ju- just waited until the final moment and just, <laughs> b- just bought the last-minute gift that just kept giving. They just ran it all the way through. Like, yes, this team has always been representing Shopify Rebellion. Mm, of yes.
4: course. <laughs> I, I, feel also, like- I loved uh, how some of the like uh, Twitter stuff was just like including it. Uh, this Shopify with last year's Shopify stuff. They were like, Shopify took second last year, and here they go with the win. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's so
3: funny. <laughs> Truly a history of greatness from Shopify Rebellion. Um, I feel like the best way to summarize this tournament is if you just pull up VLR and you click the stats page of this event, and then you'll see that four of the top five players of the event were on Shopify Rebellion. That's not bad. They're, they're very it. good at the video game. I know VLR rating isn't, like, the realest thing ever, but...
2: No, it is. We need to cut Noya. Oh, sorry. That's, that's Noya is what... off
3: the team. We're signing Alexi. Congratulations <laughs> on your transfer <laughs> to Shopify Rebellion. Well, we've got a new team, baby. Um, But yeah, I mean, Shopify was incredible throughout this whole tournament. I mean, they pretty much rolled through uncontested until they made it to G2. They, They pretty much just destroyed EDG and BBL. And then they made it to G2, and credit to G2, I think they pushed them a little bit. But I feel like the biggest difference between this Shopify and, like, last year's Cloud9... Was it honestly? It, watching them this tournament kind of reminded me of like watching Fnatic before they had lifted a trophy. Like you know they should be winning these tournaments, but you're waiting for the moment where they're gonna choke. But it it didn't happen this time. They managed to like maintain their performance all the way through. I think Mel as an IGL, really continued to prove herself here. Obviously people already knew that she's ludicrously good, but the adaptation throughout this this tournament, which in my opinion and for my money had way higher level of competition compared to last year was really excellent like i think g2 and liquid in particular both had liquid especially but we'll talk about them later had really great tournaments um and her ability to adapt throughout as a leader was really really great um and also just the individual players on this roster like they came in with three new ish young stars who had never been to like a big event like this before and every single one of them just crushed the debut. I mean, Floor of course is like the story of the moment cuz she's just I just proving to be the goat of the game changer scene, but even for for Sarah and and Noia, both of them had series where they just like took over as individuals. It is really like the cliche, oh, this is a super team, all their players are really good, but I mean, they just they just showed that.
4: Yeah. It was insane. I mean, it was you're you're 100% right. I think Floor had some some maps where it took her a a little while to to get started. Um, And it needed Noya, for example, to save them. Even in some of those stomps, it was like, it it was some of these players coming up huge. Um, Sarah and Noya in particular were really, really good early on and against G2 um, to bring them up into that series. But to credit Mel, I mean, that grand finals was tough. That was not an easy series at all. It was a full best of five, and I, I think Just thinking about the fact that she had COVID, found out the day, like, the night before that she had COVID and had to play in isolation. And then playing an entire full best of five with full-blown COVID, uh, like, full symptoms and everything, by yourself, barely any support, like, with water and all that shit, snacks, all that stuff that you need throughout an entire series like that. Just being able to IGL is crazy. A lot of times you have, like, you know, some... Like a duelist or something like that. Aspa's having COVID or something like that. Playing in isolation. But it's never in a grand finals and you're never eye jailing at the same time. That shit drains you. Like from experience, you get really tired. And with COVID on top of that, that's insane that she's able to pull something like this out. In a full five map series, multiple overtimes too. It's insane.
3: Yeah, I, I asked her about it and she described it to me as, quote, that shit was agony, would not wish it on my worst enemy, <laughs> referring to having to IGL in a room alone. But I mean, it's it's truly ridiculous because you also have to remember that Mel is like the the heart of this team like her and Lexi have been building they've been together for three years as a duo have been building this team and uh, not to constantly harp on like the whole young new player narrative but everyone else on this team except those two this is a completely new scenario they haven't been to a big land like this before the pressure to perform especially for like floor is ridiculously high because expectations were through the roof and Mel is normally a super vocal extremely proactive IGL that adds so much to the team, not just as like a leader in the server but also just as a mentor to her players they constantly talk about how like they're fully bought into her system and how like she's like the reason that the level of performance that has been gotten out of these players has been achieved consistently and then she's just not here for like the biggest match of your life and she's stuck in another room and you can't celebrate and they still go out and win it in a really hard series in the closest series they play to the entire tournament going all the way to five maps is impressive um, but yeah I mean it's it's just heartbreaking too to not get to see her lift the trophy with her team because this has been like the thing she has been working at for so so long to get to this moment where she could lift that trophy that she earned that she did so much work for um like mel is one of the most careful people i know about covid like every event i've worked with her at it's like always wearing a mask, always super cautious and courteous about that stuff, like, knows knows the risks, and just shit happens sometimes, but as sad as it is that she didn't get to lift the trophy with her team, she's still kind of stuck in Brazil alone at this point. She's still, despite all that against her, pushed through, played an incredible series, and, like, earned the fuck out of that trophy.
2: She's still stuck in Brazil?
3: Yeah. Yeah, she's still there.
2: (laughs) That's are booming.
3: Like, yeah. I mean, think about it. After working all year with your team to achieve this, not getting to go out and celebrate, sitting in a sitting in a room alone while you watch on a computer monitor, your your team lift the trophy. Like, it's yeah, it's un it's unbelievably hard. And obviously, like, it's got to be very very mixed emotions because it's like the the biggest achievement, but it's also not with your team. But yeah, I just yeah, I hope she's doing okay yeah,
2: yeah. I, sorry i was gonna say i feel like one of the big things that i took away from this tournament as well was that the, the the teams had done such a great job of adapting to a more aggressive play style that was being brought by the the teams like team liquid and smg uh, the the final um showed multiple times where shopify were dealing really nicely with team liquid running at them. with so much confidence, just overwhelming confidence in some moments. And Shopify were still managing to hold themselves, keep the composure in those situations. Uh, It was very impressive. Yeah, this whole run is a... I mean, what they've done this year is also
1: it's a testament to a fantastic formula for uh, building, excuse me, a winning roster, which is taking the experienced veteran players that can provide the foundation, the support structure and surrounding them with the upcoming talent that they can make into amazing players. Because of course, you know, on, on other teams in different situations, situations like yes, Noya, Sarah and, uh, you know, floor will all be great players. But when you have Alexis, who's just, you know, like probably the the best support player in GC, you know, uh, of like just going to take everything to the next level you know and with the most experienced igl the best supporting player like all these the the other 3 just have an opportunity to look amazing and also that is pressure too because they're the ones being set up to perform at their first big event and they all just crushed it which is um i mean yeah it was just awesome to see the uh the the long years of effort and this roster coming together, all of it pay off in in the biggest tournament. It was uh, very cool.
4: I mean, speaking about the formula too, like I think we've seen a couple times now too, like especially just new Valorant talent, like talent that just starts in Valorant. Floor specifically is one of those who I think started in iron, like when the game started, like started in iron, grinded up to Radiant and like end up ends up playing uh, with Misfits last year when she finally turned age to play but like competitive experience is not something that he was drawing off of right and so being able to mold a player like that right away with top tier coaching with top tier veteran presence is something that a lot of other players don't get that option to go through and because of that they build a lot of bad habits by playing through like the amateur circuit and Playing through with a, a bunch of uh, teams that don't have that same level of pedigree behind them, and because of that, you instantly are being drilled with the the best fundamentals, the best teamwork, the best sort of stuff, um, the strat structure, all that stuff. You have that right at the beginning it makes you your ceiling way higher, and I think you're seeing that with, with with floor in particular, with Sarah in particular as well. Like they are insane. Like some of the cleanest aim I think I've seen in in Valorant, honestly. Like it's so clean. Compared to like other top players from the actual like the main VCT circuit, like it is, it looks the same sometimes. Like it, it really does, yeah. if not better sometimes. I mean, yeah, that's it, what they've said too, is that they've
2: scrimmed against some top level teams and they've still like been extremely successful in terms of their individual fragging and against top teams at times like i'd I mean, love that's, to see
3: that's like the whole idea that Mel, like they don't scrim other game changer teams really like the, their whole yeah. thing is they want to be scrimming tier two want to be scrimming tier one you you look at like the like vlr record for the team. they're playing far more like third party one of like every event they can get their hands on on north america they're, they're playing and i know Dude, we i, I really hope they get invited that would be cool but like I think this is just to reiterate it because we always have to talk about it every time they win a tournament, but like this team's whole ethos is like, we don't want to be the best Game Changers team. We want to be the best team. We want to perform well in in, in the mix scene. We want to perform well in co-ed, and that's the priority, which I think is is how you can just show up to a tournament like this and dominate realizing that it's it's not the final thing lifting this trophy is not the biggest achievement this team will get it's a step in a road towards something more which i think yeah. is like the direction we've been like please we need a team in game changers you can do this and shop shopify is just that team
4: yeah but to be fair like the team liquid is the same way like they all for sure like, almost every top game changers team like believes in that same ethos at this point too like and it's something that you know uh, they've started talking about they've started doing but i do want to like bring back you mentioned like the comparison against F- to, to fanatic too like when you're talking about how selective they are with their scrims and stuff like that that's something that fanatic is incredibly selective with who they scrim it, it, to the point of like trying to hide strats from specific people and that's obvious that's something that everybody does but also just like trying to get the most quality practice out of anything that you could possibly do and i think um, shopify doing that too is like super super important to the development of a team like this and I, I completely agree. I, I like, especially watching some of the. I'm kind of dy- like moving away from the championship right now, but like watching some of those games against the tier two teams that they play. Like a lot of people just write them off, but like a lot of those games are close. Like people don't understand. Like those games are close, and if it was a couple more rounds, sometimes you'd be seeing that should be flipped. Sometimes, like <laughs> actually, and these are really, really good teams. Sometimes teams that are in challengers. Like I totally think they have the skill to be able to. Take it into challengers. And maybe people think this is still a hot take, but I... It's also complete... about doing it
2: consistently, though, right? Exactly. Like it's, That's yeah. the
4: point. But the, like, they could easily come out with a one-off win against one of these teams. Yeah, and yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Like it's yeah, that, that makes me to... think
2: that there's a bit of a mental block still there, but when you get mental blocks like that, often it only takes, like, a couple of wins, and then you break through, and then like you're in a much better time. place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could definitely see that being the case, and I think that I mean, uh, you should look yes, to a team like a Shopify block. after they've no... just done their own mental block, break, like, winning a tournament.
4: No motherfucking team that is a, uh, a Game Changers team has ever done it. Like, of course yeah. there's a—like, me- I'm not trying to call you out or anything like that, but, like, there's a huge mental block— Uh, for any team trying to do this and it's going to be hard regardless of if the skill is actually there it's just going to be hard to be able to do that but the
2: top four in this tournament as well you mentioned it earlier um, Mimi about it being much more competitive than last year but all of the top four teams I found to be impressive I think SMG looked to, to bring this back to your hot take. Actually, Wyatt from last time, they they looked good Dude. when they when they were playing. I, I was like, oh shit, Wyatt's done it again. He's found another team that's <laughs> Dude, insane. I'm, I'm but they uh, just didn't. They didn't the quite staff. have the, the coordination and the ideas and that kind of stuff. But they had like that micro play and they had the skill and they had the aggression. But it just looked unrefined to a point where they weren't going to be able to make it deeper. But that is a team to keep an eye on for I sure that's We was already
3: first saw improvement round. throughout the event. They w- they went from by one. Uh, <laughs> they, they went from they went from not knowing which comp to lock to figuring out how to not lock the knowing right comp, which and comp win. to lock <laughs> What is
2: this horrendous shade to throw No, at I'm them? kidding,
3: I'm kidding. But I, I mean I don't think we've talked about that on the podcast before, but the fucking run for this team starts with them thinking it's a tech chess test, g- selecting yeah. four duelists, their duelist players on cipher, giga chad they fucking roll EG with the comp. <laughs> And they just play it anyway. It's yeah. so sick. Uh, they looked loved,
1: scary after that too. I loved watching them. I was so gutted that they lost to G two. That was so yeah. winnable on split. Oh my god! Absolutely. I mean, it just yeah, comes very- down to a couple rounds. Like if they just don't lose a one v four to Roxy at the end of the first half, like that is. They only need one. it went to OT. They only need one round to, you know, push that over the edge and win two zero over G two. They had so oh. many opportunities. Where, I mean, Roxy went so crazy in this game on Split. The anchoring was so good, just constantly getting <laughs> but, like, I mean,
2: the, two kills when they hit Could have easily died to the Viper op there that was just egoing yeah. the Cypher Alt, holding the same yeah. angle. Like, you don't expect the Viper to still be there with the operator. These, but, these uh, were the situations
1: the that were just sadly had SMG lose out on this map. I mean, that is like the most clear example of it, but there were just a lot of little moments where they had an advantage but then just couldn't swing for each other in the optimal way and you know Roxy was just taking advantage of that and they also I mean it was just I'm super happy for SMG it was a great run it was just also gutting because it was like holy shit they were so close to being even a better run with even more wins but they were awesome to watch they they did a great job and it'll be fun to continue
2: watching them in the future and I you've think... got te- you got top teams from all over the place again the same as the main like yeah, tier 1 crazy. VCT circuit <laughs> how the i mean it's incredible the
4: kind of parity between yeah, the regions you've got four different conventions again like every single event since 2021 yeah. champs it's, it's
2: rigged it's actually rigged it's- I mean, this this if anything should clue you into the fact that <laughs> life is a simulation it's rigged none of this is real competition it's all been <laughs> it's all been That's set so up <laughs> We've been paid. This is a rare moment of us peeling back the curtain and I'm about to get whisked <laughs> off into another room. Yep. The pipe bomb.
3: Oh. There's... I mean... It's... Go ahead, Wyatt. <laughs> it's a, I,
2: I can't... What? It's a
1: fucking wrestling <laughs> reference. I can't help myself anymore. I'm sorry. Um, uh, go on, maybe. But
3: Moving on from pipe bombs. Uh, how about, how about <laughs> it's Team a wrestling Liquid? Reference. It's, talk about fucking scripted. <laughs> they lose in the first round in front of their home crowd and then go on like the craziest lower bracket run ever they win every single match to make it to the finals and they only lose out literally on the second half of map five to not pick up the trophy in front of their their fucking crowd like they played so well throughout that lower bracket to, to talk about like the level up of individual players jejina had like an i i didn't really know much about her because to kind of review for people who haven't watched game changers since last year Team Liquid was a pretty much complete rebuild. Uh, the it, all they kept was their coach, and then like the duo of Daiki, their IGL, and Bastard, the duelist player everyone else was like new talent from like the the brazilian game changer scene that they brought up and basically it, it, it's a direct parallel to shopify right where it's the the veteran core you bring in new players you develop them up and holy did the product look good uh, georgina was insanely clutch <laughs> just the
1: product oh my god
3: sorry sorry maybe i just have to go i to the love quarterly
1: business report meeting after this <laughs> jesus Christ. go on Mimi. 100%
4: pure or, like, i don't even products. remember what i was saying <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh <laughs> But we saw some, the the kpis they were being hit let me tell you uh <laughs> isa all were like giga impactful throughout the tournament i think team Liquid's style was really variable they're like a very fast team that is like super aggressive they'll like fight both extremities at once and just like pressure you until you kind of force them to respect you almost remind me of like a paper x or something in that way of just like how aggressive they are to start as they feel out your team but their IGL ducky is really good at just like stopping the team in the mid round just like calling those freezes where you go really aggressive for space and then you stop you wait for a reclear and they were punishing teams like crazy with that because it's the kind of team where you always feel like they're going to be doing something they're going to be overheating and then they just freeze they punish you and then the next adaptation comes through also, just some of the mid-rounding. Like I think, like their later games. Like I think it was the the ascent against um SMG in particular that was ludicrously well called from Daiki. Like she was like solo selling fakes on the attacking side to like call her team into the other site and stuff. Really, really good stuff. Like Daiki is only nineteen years old. Uh, like last year was her first time, kind of like ever IGLing for a team, and she did that now new roster, complete rebuild, lots of pressure on her, and just steps up and does even better this year.
4: You want to parallel, Mimi? Do you Do, want to try it parallel? To NRG.
3: Yes, yes.
4: I, I was keep, I because I, they're Brazilian, I was like, oh, it's loud. Issa's it's, it's, it's like less. Like, I kept, I kept doing that shit, which, by the way, she's a really, really good uh, player to find like lurk timings and stuff like that. Insanely good. Um, but... I think the way that Daiki is calling was much more like finesse to me than any of the other IGLs and in, in Game Changers and any IGL that I could think of too because she was doing like like you said on Haven specifically like solo inserting herself for massive fakes and stuff like that. The mid They had the best mid-rounding. Uh, maybe it was like I, Team Liquid, G2, and then Shopify in terms of like mid-rounds like prowess. Shopify doesn't need to rely on mid-rounding most of the time but like... Uh, team Liquid was insanely good. Even in that first series where I, they were like, "Yeah, we we were bad today," they, I was like, "Bro, this team is this team is good." Like, and Dugina is insane. The amount of value and clutches that she was hitting throughout the tournament is crazy, and it never like it never lowered itself because they were playing against better competition. She just kept stepping up and up and up, and it was. It's this crazy.
2: one, this is a wild play as well. That first shot has to be a headshot. It's on the like full health player. The cosmic divide misses. It's on like the other side, and then they go for the tap, push through the wall, and get the kill. What a ridiculous one to win!
4: Yeah, uh, insane aim. Like the same thing. I think maybe you hit it perfectly. Like it's a direct parallel to Shopify in terms of the skill of this team, and they i think they also got like despite the fact that some like the rest of the game changer scene in brazil was like kind of starting to be a little bit more competitive against them like i think they got better throughout the year um obviously when you're integrating three new players like that but something i do want to mention you i i think i completely agree with you guys in terms of like how the level of play at this tournament was better than last year but i actually think that the form um especially in some of the earlier rounds um and down in the lower bracket was not as high as it could be. I think this could have been even better than um, we were thinking. I think some of these rounds were very scrappy because the teams just, I, I don't know why, but I think it was like super, super scrappy, and it led to some of those moments where you had to see insane good mid-rounding. I don't this know if you guys agree with that.
1: This was fucking bananas. <laughs> like, yeah. this was ridiculous. With This is a round on Ascent for the audio listeners at home. It was in like a... What was it just saying? There was like a 5v2. Gina recovers a sheriff. They're on an eco. Had a classic. Gets two headshots. They retake the site 2v3. Gets two more sheriff headshots. And then they're sticking the spike and are able to get the defuse before the Shopify Rebellion players Ridiculous. can swing on it. I, that was just...
0: <laughs> this round's
1: fucking, yeah. It was the so sad though because like ridiculous. one of the few,
4: like I think the first two rounds they got were just because they stuck the defuse in moments where it was like crazy insane shots but like they just were able to stick the defuse against Alexis and I was like it's 6-2 and those are the only two rounds it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that uh that was
1: pretty crazy. It was cool to see Liquid run it back though in front of the home crowd as well. And I feel, at least for me, I feel Called like they, it, were, by the way. they really stepped shit. it up at this event because I wasn't, I just wasn't blown away watching them online. And maybe it's one of those situations where they feel like they can kind of just cakewalk their way to the finals. Not that Loud didn't put up a fight against them in, in the regional grand finals, but even still, it was a, pr- a relatively easy victory. Um, so maybe it's one of those situations for me but god damn they went crazy in the lower bracket and stepped it up so it was cool that they made it yeah. that deep in front of the home crowd I, gotta... I will
3: say i think this is proof that like i feel like when we don't cover a lot of game changers on the show and when we do it's like na and occasionally Mia. but the the gc scene in brazil is actually doing really well like uh, one of you mentioned this earlier, but the competition has grown a lot. Watching some of TL's domestic stuff this year, they were losing series; they were getting yeah, pushed a lot more. Against like, two it,
4: teams, right? Like, yeah, it you know, wasn't loud, just loud. Adams it was loud. Uh, around, Zero Zero
3: Nation and Legacy—they lost yeah. to all those teams in really close affairs. Like the, I, I think also the rebuild this year, having three new players, shows that like the level of talent in Brazil and the GC scene goes really deep too. Um, And it just, it just really makes me wish we had more international competition for this scene and more opportunity for these Brazilian teams to like play against teams like Shopify and stuff.
4: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I I want to see more because I enjoy these tournaments so much. I don't know why I get, I get like incredibly invested. Maybe it's because I like don't end up like working on them or whatever, but like I get in, like I was watching the entire week. It was basically the only thing I was doing and but I think part of that is because we only get this one international tournament. Like I was attached to G2, like I wanted them to go far. It was insane because I think a lot of people were doubting them and I, I really fucked with the like we rules a that lot they did of the entire time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh but like they they had such a good understanding of everything and they're just so likable on stage the entire time. Um yeah. it, it's easy to get invested, but I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like one international tournament makes it that way for me. And maybe I want, like, less of the, like, regional stuff so that they get more time to just play and everything else. I, I mean, I would just the...
3: like to see, like, more. I-, I guess what I mean, I would like to see, like, Game Changers teams like Shopify in more of, like, the off. Like, we have all these, like, little one-off, like, regional, like, lands and stuff. I think having, like, Game Changers teams in that would be so cool in the off season and stuff. But... Uh... There's I agree with you. I don't G2 think did. there should be another big. Oh, sorry, bola.
4: No, no. I was just pointing out the Red Bull thing for. G2. Oh yeah, like yeah. yeah. I mean that, that was
3: qualifier. didn't go super well for. G2, but, <laughs>
4: but but they, uh... I mean it's unfair to them because they're playing like a, a tournament right before yes. their main tournament. So like they can't really go balls to the walls and like play hard for that tournament. Like it's it's impossible.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I also was going to say that I think. Where this tournament is positioned in the year is really important, important for getting that investment, because it's like a month into the off season, nothing is going on besides like random ass like one off events, so it like really has its moment to shine, which I think is really yeah. good.
4: Yeah, definitely.
1: What was the viewership? Out of curiosity, is that something you it pull pe- up?
4: New peak, but not like or something.
1: Too much higher than last year. Yeah, I mean that's still that that is still just outrageously good viewership um which is fantastic there's just so many more people interested in this now oh nearly 300k yeah that's pretty uh that is pretty sick that is really good (laughs) that is really really good um damn yeah peak 293,993 during the
2: finals um With average viewers of over 120k. I mean, that is very solid. That's like if you just ran that as an entire esport, that would be a very solid tier two (laughs) esport. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's, that is, uh,
1: those are some wild numbers. That is awesome to see. Um, Speaking about some of the other teams. Yeah, let's talk about the EU teams. Once again, we underrate G2. That, yep, that's (laughs) the standard. The standard going into every Game Changers tournament is that we're going to underrate G2. And then they step up and make it to the lower final uh, with their new roster with three different players. Kurt was telling me about this wild stat where uh, it's like Petra had only used the op one time before this tournament. So her op purchase rate went up by like 54,000% <laughs> out of this tournament, which is so funny. Um, and yeah, they switched all the roles. So Petra was playing duelist, and she was playing extremely well. Um, yeah, that definitely that seemed to turn around the ship with G two. All right, Josh is gone. Goodbye Wilkinson. Okay, Josh is back. Welcome back, Wilkinson. I'm back.
2: My internet's going crazy at the
1: moment. Uh, Ball, do you want to speak about us underrating G two again?
4: <laughs> I, this, this here, I think, was a little warranted. Like, I, I think you have to. Um, I... You have to rate the experience highly, and I think we tried to we tried to do that. But at the end of the day, like they had a, a rough year; like it wasn't as clean going into that, and they lost to teams that, honestly, were much, much, much weaker and completely unknown in comparison to like Team Liquid, Brazil. Like some of those teams were definitely starting to build up and become good, but uh, the G two goes and running this year was just it. It was flat, and they had to. The the thing is, they had to deal with like. Really tough circumstances in replacing their star player and, um, uh, actually replacing two of their star players, one of which is probably the MVP of all women's CS like before this, like ever. So, yeah, I, Giuliano at the beginning of the year is it's that's a tough thing to replace for, especially for Mimi and Petra who played with her for so long. So, yeah, I mean, I think the expectations coming to this were warranted, but. What were the expectations?
2: Where did, where did like fourth, you fourth, fifth, rate?
4: like? I think people were rating them slightly lower than BBL and right, like slightly right. higher than SMGs type of thing. Um, so it wasn't like completely I mean, off. That's but... not that's
2: not super off.
4: No, um, I, I think it just you know they're over overperforming. I don't know. It's not even really an overperformance to be honest. I, I just think the expectations were fair this year compared to last year, which was just total bullshit <laughs> <laughs> coming hmm. out of our mouths.
2: Yeah, the land and the big games may be favoring them as well, with that yeah. experience.
4: They have. I mean, they have a land buff. That's not like it's a hundred percent. I think all like four out of five of these players, I would say, play better online for sure. Mimi, Roxy, Petra, like um, they all are so experienced, and they played. at I mean, Roxy maybe not so many, but the first or the other two are insane. And I think Mimi as well coming up to IGL, which was a new change as well. She wasn't doing that prior to this event. Um, she comes in and and match like almost matches Dikey, like almost, not quite. But the, especially in that first series, I was like, dude, this is her her first time IGLing. Is insane the amount of timing she's finding. And it's funny because they did it on the same role too. Like the sky was very interesting to watch make plays like that. It it's... a great
2: finals for. Uh... For Vansilly and Potter to be casting as well. Sure. I mean, like, what a banger of a match. The The way in which it all went down is truly spectacular final.
3: Good game.
4: It started Very with overtime, game. like, yeah. Well, it's gone, so
3: we can't move on to the next topic. So oh, we uh, can't do it. It's actually We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep awful. talking about this, guys. <laughs> well, we could um... talk about
0: the other teams real all quick. Right. The, like, just Who? the COVID taking out BBL, like... Oh yeah, one by one. Like, yeah, one shit. by one, like, BBL.
3: I mean their final elimination match, one player being on stage alone. Yeah,
1: that's it was so, so sad. sad. Yeah, BBL. Uh yeah, I'm I'm crushed for them as well. I mean they just didn't get to show how good they actually are, and that's real I don't know. That's all you can say about it. it sucks.
4: Yep.
5: The I, I walkout think I it was just
4: this... Go ahead. I was gonna say I think that the Turkish scene in general is like kind of struggling from I think it's to me, obviously COVID had a big issue like for this team. Like they start off without having um their duelist player, which is unfortunate. Um but they still come out with a win over who was it, crew, I guess, in their opening match, or I don't remember who it was. Um and I I think like the way that it progressed was just like them being unexperienced, them not having the energy that they need and then maybe like setting expectations a little too high for themselves to start out an event like this because it, it felt a lot like some of Foot's appearances uh, to draw parallels to the main circuit, like just low energy in some cases and um, heads down type of thing. And it's easy to have that happen when everybody gets COVID at, at the end of the day, but some of their early matches too, I think, um, show that same thing.
1: Yeah, very unfortunate. And then we can round it out. Talk about the remaining teams. EG, unfortunately, going out uh, quite early as well. Obviously, the pre-tournament uh, issues that came up for the other players on the team that just sucks for them to have to deal with and and pick up the pieces before this tournament begins. But yeah, sadly they go out early. What are what are your thoughts on EG after this tournament?
4: I mean, what they got they got rolled in that first game against four duelists. i'm 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 impressed with the fact that they are able to like actually play after that as i think i would have blown up the team you already know the orgs blown <laughs> up at that like honestly if i was i on that i'm sorry but like I you had just sitting out too i'm just like <laughs> I'm just not playing, man. i would gonna pull a yay. Like, fuck that shit. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like this is so demoralizing. So I, I was very impressed. I will not lie. Like I was shocked by how much an impact like Keemsey had on the team. Um, and it's not surprising, but I just didn't expect it to be that significant. And it wasn't actually when it came down to it. But unfortunately, losing that first round and having to play Team Liquid is just uh, even even if like Team Liquid beat Gozen, like they would have had to play against G Two. Like that's just tough. That's a tough draw. Like you have to win that first game, and they get rolled. So,
1: yep, it is unfortunate. But I mean, still the team has super talented players. They're put in a shitty spot before the tournament, and did the best that they could. But
2: Mm -hmm. which team does?
1: Huh? E G. Which
2: oeg have really talented
1: players. yeah they still have some players that i i definitely rate super high i think starbound is fantastic, um, our, pixel is fantastic. our pixel is a great support player Laurie is now yeah.
4: proven multiple teams like yeah they, they
1: still have some great players i'd like to see the the core of them stick together and you know figure out what to do next year because at the end of the day they still went on a sick run in na they beat version one shopify in the finals
2: and you know that that core of the team is still that's excellent yeah, I mean that's that's great for eg that they have such excellent assets like contractually on their <laughs> roster that's
3: fantastic yeah i mean eg is just as an organization they've done so well this year i mean like t- so many trophies under their belt i bet the org is doing great
2: the org must be doing oh, fantastic i mean they have um, such fun they 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 won awards wait, at Josh, e-sports look, awards look, for demon look
3: of- at the cryon. what what oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs>
4: yeah that's that sucks i mean guys yeah. like is anybody surprised nope expected exactly. <laughs> you, you. that's actually such a good tweet <laughs> <laughs> and screwface i didn't see this <laughs> screwface still in contract jail by the way
3: uh, for the audio listeners oh, uh, kermit the frog has died
2: <laughs> oh, we, don't <laughs> we don't know that. We don't know that. It might be fun. He could just be having a fun
3: time, <laughs> a great night out with his friends. Oh, God,
1: yeah, that's that is. Uh, yep, we're departing and celebrating our time with the EG Game Changers roster, and
4: we're excited to see what you accomplish next. The two employees so at respect. EG are just cracking a cold yeah. one while they'd post this tweet. We're celebrating, guys! Yeah! <laughs> the last salaries are off the books! Yeah. <laughs> I'm a tinny!
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for people who write these and don't just... Don't just... Spend write something horrendously unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> when they know that the entire brand is like looking to exit esports according to every report <laughs> just the, the the addiction to trolling would have me doing all sorts of things out there oh <laughs> 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 uh,
1: god um and then also uh crew they managed to get their first win at an international event which was uh, a nice result for them conier kind of went stupid crazy which is what we expected last time and then definitely came to fruition this time which was pretty sick um and then uh edg as well they obviously had i mean that's sadly another team with a really shitty situation coming into it their star duelist unable to play um because of having to have heart surgery previously uh, yeah that's... just previous during the event but yeah that is obviously huge well wishes there and hope everything goes well and for the rest of the team it's obviously an unfortunate situation to be in but also at least, which player was this? that did the faker role, and then Mel Pog.
4: <laughs> That's such <laughs> a good clip. I think that I think was, Clem. was Clem, right? Yeah, Clem.
3: yeah that
0: sounds right. <laughs> I didn't see oh, no, this, but well Mel elite.
2: Pog is such look, a good emote <laughs> yeah, Take it back frame by frame, I want to see the Mel Pog. No,
3: it wasn't.
1: <laughs> hold up, hold up. Hold <laughs> <laughs> up. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's
4: listen. They, you already know that's on there. seven. TV. Who's the director? That shit is fire. <laughs> yeah. that, that is up. good.
1: Yeah, the the cuts there are very funny. Um, <laughs> but you know, obviously, well, yeah, well wishes to EDG, and you know, hopefully they can just get back, keep practicing, continue on their their journey, take the experience from from this their first international event, and uh you know, go from there. And hopefully, we'll see more of them in the future. And hopefully it'll yeah, be you more have international to remember EDG, to come.
4: Like the Chinese scene, game changer scene, literally just started. <laughs> like it's yeah. it just started. So yeah, give them some time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, I mean one of the points that you were making earlier, Josh, that was also something we were talking about a ton during the online North American Game Changers broadcast is that like there's such a wide uh, um, the th- rather just the amount of teams that are displaying a high level of play is increasing, and that was something we were talking about a lot on the Game Changers NA online broadcast too. Because um, in stage two, it was like holy shit complexity. They just went on this deep run. Um, Lace, who was like uh, you know also kind of that upcoming player category, she's pretty. I think she's like sixteen or seventeen, and she was amazing yep. in stage two, like incredible. Um, And then in Stage 3, obviously, EG, you know, they make the run. They actually win the tournament. Um, The Disguise team that was full of players that no one had really been familiar with, no one had really heard of, they went on a sick run in Stage 2. They still made it to playoffs in Stage 3, lost in, like, crazy OT games. There's just so many upcoming players and talent that, that are coming up in the Game changer scene at this point, after it being around for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, as we kind of pivot into the the next topic here, which is sort of the, you know, more of the, the serious discussion at hand that unfortunately we still exist in a time where these events are always polluted by, uh, you know, unsavory figures and very poor... Um, uh discussion online that is just extremely that, that lacks any any conscious thought about the game changer scene, why it needs to exist, how we've gone to this place where it needs to exist over the last two decades of esports being a thing, why it's important. And you can see it paying off with all these teams getting better, more teams participating in the wider scene, more teams at the top of the GC scene. All this young talent upcoming because it's still, we're, we're in a state with this scene where, you know, I, I remember, maybe when we were on the desk uh, with Potter, I, I wish I could remember what player she was talking about. Maybe it was Athena, but Potter had told us um, that it was, uh, I think it was Athena that when Potter was competing in CSGO, she was like 10, like 12 years old or something. There.
3: and It was Stea.
1: Thea and right, and came up to Potter to like get her mouse pad autographed. And you know, that's so my, my point here is kind of going back to like looking at the real OGs of women's esports competition, like Potter, and the people that are from her generation that they inspired to then begin competing as women in the gaming space where they were not welcome. Those were the figures that inspired them. And now we're at a point where there's like, you know, someone like Mel, who was super driven to compete in the wider scene, even if she can't make it to the top, Mel has inspired the next like 50 excellent players that are, you know, whatever, 12, 13, 14 years old, that years from now are going to be competing and will probably pass her and be better than her because we're still in this stage of needing to support these uh, leagues and initiatives because there's so much catching up to do because of how the space was so, uh, and is so unwelcoming to women and other minorities. And one of the reasons that trans players, NB players have found success in Game Changers is because they were accepted from day one. And... You know, looking at the wider scene in existing in this space where women and minorities are still not widely accepted, are still, you know, you speak on a mic and you're getting harassed immediately, not in that welcoming space. It's tough to compete there. And that's always been the case. Like, I remember this one clip. Sorry, I'm going on a a rambling rant here. Pop off. To to like to, I remember this one clip that was from Hafu when she was competing in Warcraft, and she told a story about how at an official Blizzard event, I want to say it was like you know early 2010 something around that time, that one of the teams that she was competing against went to LAN under the name Going to R Word Hafu at LAN, and they got to compete at an official Blizzard event. Like guys, we we are in a community that has never been welcoming to women has always pushed them out and made it an unsafe space for them. Of course we've ended up at a place where there women are a huge minority of the player base that are looking to compete. Like even in in the open qualifiers for game changers, how many teams are there? It's like 48 something like that that compete and the the range of ranks is wider than, for example, like Challengers in 2022. You had to be like a mortal plus to play in Challengers, right? It was something like that. Game Changers encompasses more ranks and has way less teams competing because it's just still in a place where there are way less women in this space inclined to play because they've been historically pushed out, historically ostracized for who they are. And goddamn, I'm going on and on. I apologize. But like I remember when I was coming up, and playing TF2, which provided those stupid-ass (laughs) esports earnings we were looking at earlier. Like, (laughs) one point I see all the time is like, dude, everybody gets insulted online. And it's like, yeah, dude, I was getting called shit at the game every day. I wasn't being... Uh, Ostracize and push out for who I am and people were just calling me bad like that's what we all dealt with like ball I'm sure you like Josh you were getting called bad all the time but you kept playing I
2: I still get called bad constantly (laughs) and it doesn't stop me. I'm I'm immortal too in Europe and it ain't gonna stop me anytime soon but also (laughs) a lot of the people that talk about that kind of thing Wyatt are referring back to like the 2001 days where people were genuinely deliberately malicious to everybody they on the internet and in general actually the internet has become a much friendlier place in the last like 20 years if you remember back to what it was like maybe maybe i'm talking too far ago in 2001 actually maybe it was more like 2011 or something yeah. Jesus Christ. It was Christ. horrendous. It definitely has got better, but one of the places where it doesn't seem to be getting... It, I mean, I'm sure it is getting better because it, it was probably far, far worse back then. I mean, just the story you were talking about with with, uh, with Hafu makes, it, ma- makes that more obvious, but it just still seems quite normalized for areas where people are talking about game changers to be flooded with... It's like almost an invitation. For yeah. for all of the weirdos that just turn well, up it, and it, give their two cents about the issue,
4: like but, fuck off. Who asked? Something <laughs> that you said, Wyatt, about like um, you know women being accepted, women, trans, and be, people being accepted in the gaming space. I think it has become a place where the majority of people accept that and welcome it and whatever. But it has gone for the the fucking vocal minority who is now a minority is so loud and obnoxious about it for literally because they feel threatened i i don't understand what the like w- where it's coming from from them but they've gotten more toxic they've gotten more aggressive um towards i mean i think
2: that also ties into the larger political climate of just transphobia being more yeah. like of a talking point from the politicians 100%. and the media across a lot of different countries i think that's one of the horrendous realities of the recent years in like the last, I'm not exactly sure what it is, like maybe three or five years, it seems to have gotten significantly worse. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What What? what I find... Sorry, Mimi, were you going to say something?
3: No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Okay. I mean, because... And speaking on that, one of the... the, the Another thing that's so commonly seen, and, and why I was going on about the importance of Game Changers and the history of women in esports and inspiring the next generations is because one of the points that I... I sadly see constantly from people who are desperate to try and pretend that they are are the ones living in this world of facts and logic and and we, you know, people dissenting against them are simply emotional, refuse to acknowledge the facts of what I was saying, of how women in esports have been treated historically and how we've gotten to this place and are constantly just throwing out Biology. Biological this, biological that. The fact parade just ruined me. Follow
2: follow any of the recent medical science and you come to the conclusion that it is a real thing and that the best way of supporting it is by being supportive of people who are attempting to transition or, or deal with it in whatever way that they're, you know, trying to deal with it in. Whatever they choose to do. The people who are fucking the fact brigade are going down there like... What they learned at fucking GCSE Biology. And just say, thinking that that is the like cutting edge of what people yeah. are up to. They don't read any further. Motherfuckers, if you want to follow the facts, follow the fucking facts. I'll welcome you at the end. We'll, we'll, we'll sit here waiting for you. Come on, you're going to come down this road if you actually follow the facts. Fucking follow them. <laughs> it's outrageous. Oh, <Yeah. laughs> God.
1: I John. mean, it's,
3: it's unbelievable. Were... And uh, uh, like, to, to talk specifically. It pisses me off. To I'll talk specifically concerned. about, I, I want to, transphobia on the internet is, has always fucking been there. It's, it's, it's the fucking, it's the classic thing. It's, I mean, talking of like stuff back in time, that's, that's, that's always fucking existed. But I think what's interesting now as trans people in gaming and competing have become, I think more broadly accepted and it's become a better space to be, tra- it's still shit, but it's definitely better than it was 10 years ago. I think the tone that the people who are, because let's be honest, most of the people who are critiquing trans people competing in events like Game Changers, in events like ESL Impact, are taking the tone of it's an invasion of women's spaces, which is honestly like an an echo of the greater, um, the kind of like greater fight in society that's like, from being spouted by politicians of like, oh, trans people are evil because they're gonna go use the bathroom with other women, or they're gonna go play in sports and try and win trophies, which is ludicrous. But that's the tone being taken in esports. To start, trans women are just women. That's it. Doesn't fucking matter. There's no there's no fucking biological advantage in esports. You're playing a fucking video game. What? Where is like the biological mechanism that is gonna like give someone a huge advantage in destroy someone? that's ludicrous. But it's just such an unbelievably bad faith argument. Because the same people that are trying to push out trans women from from gaming, from competition and, and giving some bullshit reason, it's always fucking men. It's it's always just shitty I mean... men on the internet who don't give a fuck. The thing is I I, I, I wanna bring up like like one of my like like best friends Pine who used to who's a trans woman she competed in Counter-Strike before ESL Impact like like 2016 2017 she she put out a tweet about this where she was like hey my entire time competing everyone that was supportive to me were my teammates the people i was playing against had friendly rivalry who were cis women or trans women never had a problem the problem always fucking arose from other male players who didn't give a fuck about the the scene otherwise, but just want to use defending women's esports as an excuse to be transphobic. Oh, and yeah, let's that's let's yeah. not let ourselves see through anything, that that is always only an excuse, that you are transphobic and and just a sex piece of shit to say that, hey, just because I, I I love women's esports so much, all of a sudden I want to keep trans people out of it, <laughs> is fucking ludicrous. A trans so guys, I've always been here. I've always been here. I'm the greatest defender of the scene. Shut the fuck up. Women's esports doesn't need a fucking savior and certainly doesn't need one whose entire pitch is just to be transphobic. Trans women who compete and envy people as well who compete in the marginalized gender scene are just players just like anyone fucking else it's a video game it doesn't it doesn't matter how you report it doesn't matter how you identify if you're marginalized gender you can fucking play in game changers or any other similar thing and you're not going to hurt anyone you will find that 99.9% of the time these people who are heavily critiqued and shit on by random men in the public are accepted and valued members of the community and it's just it's it is it is all bad faith argument from people who have no bearing on the scene.
1: Oh, I mean, to... to
3: Goodbye. Uh,
1: to, to, uh, maybe he's taking a leave. Um, <laughs>
3: drops camera.
1: I mean, yeah, to, 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 to kind of piggyback off that, it's, it's also, it reminds me of... Um, I mean, Jesus, do you guys remember what the community was like when Potter was playing on EG? The obsessiveness over her performance in every single game... Uh, you know, I use the word influencers here loosely, but people that are desperate to get any amount of engagement on Twitter, just posting her stats, trying to shit on her to get sexist weirdos to follow them for attention. The, the hyper obsession over her when she was competing was
3: I mean, remember Just even when she was a coach man. before EG started winning. Remember the whole, like, George but br- 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 I can't say that brigade. word for some <laughs> fucking brigade uh, against her for some reason. It's it, it, it's always the same shit, and it's never in good faith. It's it's always people who are sexist trying to find something to cloud. Be it when it's about trans people competing. I'm protecting women's spaces. When, when women are playing in a game... Oh, I'm not being sexist. It's just that she's not performing well. I would do this about any player. Yeah. No motherfucker. It's always just an excuse to yeah. be sexist I mean, or transphobic.
4: To be fair, like not to keep this on Potter, but like when I used to scrim against the SK Ladies team that Potter was on back back way back in the day, we just find them randomly. My teammates were such dicks. Like in the voice chat, they're like, oh, we're playing against girls. We can't lose this scrim. We can't lose this scrim Like it was crazy and we have come a long way Like let me let me be clear like the next couple times we play like it's much easier to like say guys This is a normal scrim like you've played against them Like this is stupid like what the fuck are you guys saying? uh, but like it, You've come a long way to the point where they Women now feel comfortable like going out and scrimming sometimes they still get the shit all the time But they now have the tools to deal with it because they have a massive community now around them because Valor has been Massively successful in this regard like I don't think people realize but like there's been Like the old games the esports games like 20% women playing right and that boils down to like 5% 10% of women like participating in the esport at all, like not even close to a 50-50. Yeah. In Valorant, it's up there. Like we are literally very close to a 50-50 split, uh, not only in terms of like people watching, but in terms of people competing, in terms of people playing the game overall in general too. So you're just gonna yeah. continue to get that because this is now somewhere where it is welcome. And we have to continuously bash back against these people who are trying to break down the the space that has been created.
1: Yeah. That that is just such a key point in all of this that it not being recognized is maddening. What and that point being what you said ball about the percentage of people playing. It's just never been high. What you like and people think that the reason that there's no women competing on a tier 1 CS:GO team is because they can't. No, it's cuz there's barely any people playing. Like the the population is so small. And why is that all the reasons we've you know illustrated here and you know again yeah kind of how to some extent how how this started i think i said it it's like you know listen it it, though it's like you just wish things could be fine and it's like god damn we really have to talk about this every time there's game changers but it is ridiculous we'll talk about it until shit is better because it matters it's important and if you don't, yeah. you know, speak for this change, it's not going to happen because it hasn't fucking happened in the last 20 years. And Jesus Lord, when I think, I mean, the people that were my age now, when I was a teenager playing games and what they were saying and what the culture was like then, holy shit, it was egregious. I mean, it's better now. It's still bad. But, you know, now being in that I mean, position, I think, where I'm an older I think person, a lot of it's gaming, better we, now we because it's up. younger
2: people. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think yes. a lot of it's better now because it's younger people involved as well. If it was the same crop of people, I don't know whether they've necessarily learned. It's just that they've been replaced by <laughs> they definitely by haven't as they've shown with more progressive attitudes.
4: Yeah. Well, also the yeah. you know people who get harassed have places and people to, you know, vent to. Before I mean like back in 20 2001, like people who get har- like harassed for people by being sexist, people who are being racist, they ain't got nobody to talk to. Like you're the only, you're the only woman playing, uh, playing in ESCA, like that, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like you're the only black person playing in whatever. I'm not, not to make race a thing at all, but like it, that's the minorities are there by themselves. They don't have places. They don't have outlets to support them. And that makes it all the more like hard to deal with instances of harassment, instances of, of, of yeah, just targeted bullshit at them.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, I think we've we've said what needs to be said. Vocalized our thoughts here. Is there anything else before we're gonna we're gonna head to a break for a bit and then return with uh, discussion about the Africa TV tournament. Mimi, give us the conclusion. Don't
3: be a sexist, don't be a transphobe. Fuck you. And also, <laughs> well, this is this is what the majority of attention is being got to because these people are shit. We are in a much better place than we have been before for trans people, for women. The fact that game-changer even exists, the fact that we can fucking have these competitions is awesome. But you still have to go out and fucking critique when people people do dumb shit. Like you just it just cannot be allowed to be acceptable in the community so that we can get more of these stories in the future. So we can get more diverse groups of people playing and competing at highest level of esports. because esports is fucking awesome. And yep. everyone deserves to be able to play and to be able to be judged for, for how fucking good they are at the game and how good their team is. And they deserve to be like fucking 2008 and be called shit for being bad at the game and not for being trans. <laughs>
4: uh, one more thing too, if I can, um, yep. you, it, it, If you have a friend that you see post some vile shit on Twitter, stop being their fucking friend. Like, it's so simple. Like, stop playing on their team. Stop doing anything. Like, just ostracize. They don't, they don't, like, they're not fucking real, man. Just don't allow them to live that (laughs) life. They're not real, man. I don't get it. Like, they can't be. Just don't, just don't don't those people are so bad to be in
2: there around. are enough people around yeah yeah like other just find people. other
4: people who think like like it's I don't
3: there's know. lots of fish in the sea there's <laughs> <laughs> there people everywhere
4: uh, all these motherfuckers yeah. are posting they got they, they they followed by this person i'm like what are you talking like wh- why why like who who are you and why are you following them and why are you playing on their team like get out of there get out
1: yep all right you guys want to send it to a break and then return? Are you ready to go? I
2: oh, I've got right. things to speak about. Let's with send it to a break. Tournament. Get need... me to the break. What do you say, Wilkinson? Listen... Sorry. What you say, Wilkinson? Sorry, I said I've got things to talk about with the Afrika tournament. Send me to the break. Okay, we're sending it to the break. to <laughs> <laughs> get some water. Yeah,
0: get some water, get some snacks, use the restroom. I'm going to put on some Kevin McLeod. Let's go.
3: Yippee.
2: I'm also, I keep desyncing, so I'm going to. Refresh.
3: Look.
0: Also, at some point, I'm going to fix this screen. It's been bugged for months. (laughs)
4: Yo, shout out to the mods for being based
1: that is real. These. shout out to the mod team clean up the trash
4: Kurt, can you mute Josh's mic? I don't know if Josh is or if Kurt's here. Away, like, or I just hear her, him talking to Beth in the background. <laughs> I don't want them to be talking about some important shit. <laughs> uh... I'll just beatbox over the elevator music to drown out Beth and Josh. <laughs>
1: Hold on, I might have to yeah, pin a sixteen yeah, really quick. If yeah, you're gonna keep doing yeah. that, ball,
4: <laughs> <laughs> Doug. Quiet. I need help, man. What? Uh, I'm addicted to World of Warcraft. There's wow. no way the WoW got you. This guy's a. There's no way. Dork. You're like 40 dude. years late, dude. I did. No, it's not late. I'm this is i reliving my 13-year-old dream, dude. Oh, you played it when you were 13? Yeah, dude. This oh, is crazy. Oh, the nostalgia's got you.
2: Sorry,
4: <laughs> uh... right, Josh. I was trying One to find it. The...
2: Thanks for the 30-month member. Whoa, pop off. Let's go. Mike. What is this vibe shift with the music?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I want to get a... This <laughs> is a good song, though. countdown
5: music
4: all right so what how bad has your addiction got uh i stayed up till 1 30 a.m last night for the first time in probably five years
0: i mean obviously outside of outside of events but yeah
1: we all know how you are at events oh my god dude this guy is demonic at the events am i yeah yeah you're silly this guy goes crazy at the events I mean, I might be exaggerating,
3: but I this is my new I was pretty good
1: narrative. this
4: year. Like, come on, guys. I was the adult this Dude, year. Dude, you Let's had be us real. do Everclear shots. What? what? Are you-, <laughs> you guys remember that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is my new narrative where I tell lies <laughs> about Bala <laughs> being a demon at the event. Ugh, <laughs> uh, Christ. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Wait, this song sounds hard. Ooh. Uh. Hey. Yeah. Wait, hold on. This is Christmas
2: music. (laughs) All the way. (laughs) Yo.
4: I'm getting pretty...
2: I'm getting pretty frequent desyncs, by the way. If I sound like I'm, like, I don't know, responding to you guys late, it's because my internet's going dodgy (laughs) over here. It's
0: okay,
1: Josh.
3: Get better internet. Four doors open hey. slow. Jingle BELLS! <laughs> Damn.
1: Right, Love this song. Are we back? Are we, back? Are we back? Are we back? Are we back? Are we back? Coming at you live and direct? The last episode from the compound. Savor it while it lasts, viewers and listeners.
3: <laughs> did you just lick your camera? Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this guy doing? Did, who did that?
4: <laughs> I thought that was Mimi. I thought that was no, you. no, 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 Why, no, no. Who no, did, did that? I heard no it. No one did anything. Mimi. That was Mimi.
3: No, I didn't do shit.
4: I
1: heard someone slurping, but... Somebody right, what are you... slur- I What?
3: A slurper? I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. I'm a comedian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, this is a comedy podcast.
1: Josh wanted us to hurry the F up and get to the Afrika. T- He's going to
2: freak the Afrika topic. He wanted to
3: hurry it up uh, and get us out. there.
2: Sentinels.
1: Well, I'm going to be
3: honest
2: with you, I've... I've only watched <laughs> this one game. I didn't have time to do vod review on the other matches. But, Wait, but I've okay. Got can we just raise our hands
3: with like the number of vods we've watched from the Africa tournament?
1: Dude, wait. All right, well, Where Bala's did gonna Crazy. Listen, guys, I've been moving all week. I don't have time to watch the Afrika tournament outside of Sentinels. And you know Sentinels are hyped about this win because they straight up posted the match on their YouTube channel. You know they <laughs> the want people to see this. Yes. Well, they kind of wow. cut it down like Daily Valorant, but it's like it's, it's basically... To try and get away with match. it? Yeah, it's like an hour 20 they uploaded of just beating paper. Um. <laughs> Now, my first question is, has... Jing done uh, unrecoverable damage to the Paper Rex narrative heading into this year (laughs) with this match and his performance.
2: He raided me uh, while I was doing a VOD review of this game, and I said, Jing, why did you play? And he said, sometimes the cheerleader has to step in. I was like, that doesn't doesn't explain anything, Jing. Why were they using an off-season tournament where they should have been integrating Mon yet to just rotate the roster around? And he goes, haha, just Paper Rex off-season things. <laughs> if we have a good off season, we have a bad regular season. So, <laughs> I mean, it's so, just
1: him subbing in and then just like winning a one v four on arena to bring them to overtime. <laughs> it's like, dude, dude, this is this is fucked up. Like they're just, dude, poor money. yet yeah, everyone's gonna be doubting him now for for this off season. But I mean, oh. yeah, Josh, guys getting cut. I Josh, know, go at off.
2: the beginning of the season, it's the wilkinson All now. right. I know you're gonna expect this, but Sen winning was less Sen being good and more Paper X fucking (laughs) trolling. They kept on switching players between maps, which really hampered their team coordination, and something on Yoru was awful. Please never put him on Yoru again. On Sunset, Jing just destroyed Sen, and my god, was Ten's trolling. Bro was TPing on the most obnoxious places and kept getting caught. My dad was dying first too many times on Omen. I don't know what the little staff was cooking with this one. Honestly, he's too aggressive to be on smokes. I could make a whole new Ten's video on Omen with how this guy was playing. It was literally <laughs> so bizarre. And I'm referring to the round where tp TPed on the top box and killed Forsaken. Uh, F- Forsaken never thought that Tenz would be crazy to do that, referring to the last round. But again, it's just tens so he ends up Killing people bizarrely. Oh, was that yeah. the whole rant? I wanted more. Th- that was the. Well, if, if you take a look at the recent VLR thread titled Sideshow's Exact Words Today, Plat Chat, that's, that's what the people what? wanted me to say. Is that I, it? Well, None of us Wait, look at VLR. The what Reddit
1: the fuck script you uh, <laughs> You're just reading you know, I, know, I, just went, <laughs>
4: I just went on VLR and it's just people being fucking transphobic. So like let me get the fuck off of this website real quick. Like, I'm now crowdsourcing yeah, my analysis.
1: <laughs>
4: so that no, wasn't even a I'm your now point.
1: crowdsourcing
2: my analysis. Oh now, no, I don't believe any of that. Oh, oh, can you go on your actual rant? Or was that a fabrication? No, that no, that was just an entire fabrication. No, no, no. I the the so people teased. thought that I was going to go off on the Ten's And No, I I mean, I, okay. The actual take from this game, though, is that Paper X are kind of wasting their time because they should be trying to integrate Monyet on Duelist, surely, with with Jing about to leave. But it, he only played Map 1 and Map 3 on Omen, so that's really bizarre from Paper X's point of view. Paper X played so badly on Map 1 that we didn't even get to see actually... A, a map because they just made so many mistakes in terms of how they were positioning themselves with a bit of an unusual comp that we you know we didn't get to really see that play out um so what instead we got was a weird match where you had sentinels getting the the only big thing to take away from this in terms of like knowledge moving forwards into the future is that if sentinels a take on sunset gets shut down their entire attack side falls to pieces and their defense still hasn't improved and the only other thing that we got taken away from this is that they're still running zelsis instead of pancada and zelsis is fantastic he played nuts he was so good in this match but that also now means that Tenz is playing Omen, and it's quite clear that he hasn't played a lot of it, right? I mean, he's going for TikTok stuff all the time. But I'm bored at this point of saying the take. Like, I, I'm I'm literally sick of just being the guy that says they would have a lot more success if they just benched Tens and played Zelsus and Pancada, Because it's so obvious, and I've just said it so many times that I mean, my opinion is not changing by watching this. And yet, people are like, hey, what, what do you think of seeing tens on Omen? Like, it's the same thing I thought <laughs> when he was playing everything else. It's, it's just, I feel like this team is slowly working through their options to get to the either the conclusion. inevitable, the obvious conclusion. Yeah, I guess is, is kind of my point here. Uh, or maybe they just don't ever want to bench tens, but they're rotating his role around. So he's not even practicing the same stuff. His omen doesn't quite look as good as his breach did on Sunset as well. And that's to make Zelsis more comfortable, I would imagine, because Zelsis looked a bit uncomfortable when he was playing Sunset before. It's not that... I mean, this team overall actually still looks pretty good. They look better with Zelsis in. They're more coordinated. They had good, like, adaptations. John Cutie's Calling was good. The Double Lurk stuff was good um, on Breeze between John Cutie and uh, Zelsis as well when Zelsis was on Viper. But it's really difficult to imagine them playing the meta Viper comp on Haven ever when they don't have Pancarda in because, what, they're going to run Zelsis and Tens on Viper Omen or Viper Harbor? So... It's just it's just a head scratcher all round from both of these teams. And I know people want me to say some inflammatory shit about how Tens is trolling, but really it just it it, it just feels like a road to the inevitable same conclusion that I made like months ago. They still won though, Josh.
4: Come on now.
2: No, it, and Real. I said that they could win. I, I literally said that Sentinels yeah. had a great chance of being able to win this game. People forget that Paper X love experimenting like a huge amount. Yeah. Even I wasn't expecting them to run Jing. But they were, they like running all sorts of different compositions. And Sentinels, we've seen them getting better and better. It was yeah. unusual in the way that they won, winning on Breeze and winning on Haven. But I don't think that that's... I don't think that this was like a crazy upset that came out of nowhere. Sentinels still look all right with this roster. It's just, It's just weird. It's just really, really weird, the decisions that they're making
4: completely agreed uh, uh just uh, on both sides on both paper X and and sentinels I, I do think the one thing that I like that stood out to me in terms of uh, paper X is the fact that they picked breeze like this was a map that they barely ever played I think they played it one time in Copenhagen way back in the grand finals and they just picked some random crazy shit. Um, it's it, it was a perma for them in the past and now that's back in the map pool I think they're trying to, like, quickly get reps on it to, to see if it's, like, to work out what they're going to play in the pool. Because otherwise it ends up being, like, slightly weak in comparison to what champions uh, gave them. And they still also have to work out, you know, what the roles and what the comps are actually going to be on the rest of the map. Because they have a lot of experimenting to do. They just they actually need to get through this right now um, to find where, you know, Manyet is going to fit. Um, with the rest of them, and how Forsaken is going to be flexing on on a lot of this stuff, because especially if they like want to run Yoru, I think the inevitable conclusion for them is, I mean, similar to Ten's uh, the, the the Ten's thing. I think it's obvious that Forsaken is the guy who should be playing Yoru on this team if they want to make it work. Um, especially because something has played breach in that in the past, um, but you need you need to try some of these things and uh, in, in, in official theory, matches. Mo-
2: in theory, Monyet being on Paper X is great because they can play, like, the Double Smokes compositions so easily with something playing the primary duelist and then divide playing the, the Initiator and the Double Smokes coming from Freak and Monyet. Like, that makes total sense. And then also because Monyet's played duelist in the past as well, if he's still any good on duelist, which he was good, but it is not, like, a proven Tier 1 top-level duelist player, but judging how he played on smokes, you know, if he can just go back to his old role and have some success, they can still play a bunch of Double Duelist stuff. Like they used to, I, but I'm just I'm just worried that Forsaken's going to get dragged back into playing Duelist, and they're going to be playing Jet Rainer and they're going to lose that yeah. that spark that was working. I, I saw a a Reddit thread that was saying, so, I mean, because people love just being the the reaction to the joke, but people are joking about them trolling with the compositions and stuff. And using the word very loosely of them trolling. And they're like, stop with the Paper Rex's trolling narrative. And it's like, it's not necessarily that they're trolling like they're throwing everything away, but the point that this person was making, who was talking on the Reddit, was saying that um, that you know one of their strengths has always been the weird comps or the weird ideas. And while that's true, it's about finding the weird ideas that work. And I think that going back to just running you know, stuff that doesn't synergize well or going back to running like mind freak rays or something is not the way that
4: you're gonna find success with this team. Yeah, I I think it just completely changes the pace. But one one thing that we don't really know, and like you said, we haven't seen Monia really played duelist in a long time, and whether he's up to a tier one level. But more importantly, whether he's even up to the paper X pace. But you have to understand like. The reason why the double duelist stuff works a lot for for Paper X is because these motherfuckers work at the speed of light in terms of their thinking and decision making, and that's you can't just sub in like Yay wouldn't work on this team, for example. Like it's not it's not the same. So no, you have to be. Uh, I'm sure they've worked it out in scrims to the point where I, I'm pretty sure, based on this match alone, I'm I don't think they're thinking about that anymore. Um, so. They have to come up with other solutions and and i wasn't really i was kind of joking it was tongue in cheek when i said somebody's getting cut at the beginning of the season but i think like we might end up in the same situation that we ended up in this year with um with the slowdown that they had and the amount of changes that they need to make with Benkai benching and all that stuff at the beginning of the year yeah because i think like yeah. you said you're scared of the forsaken Duelist, but maybe there's no other option
2: I think they'll probably just take a few weeks at the beginning of the season where they look really rough to figure this out. And they're still going to be fine. But that also might mean that they end up missing Madrid because that that is like yeah. immediately off the ground. That's a tournament where you have to make top two to be able to go to the tournament. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that was confusing the way that I worded that. But you have to make top two in your regional tournament in order to make it to Madrid, the Masters tournament. And that's just straight, like right from the beginning, it's a tournament style play, right? It's not like a league play. They called it the kickoff tournament or something. So. Yeah yeah on
1: uh man on sentinels brother when they when saucy gets to play sova he goes <laughs> crazy it, that has just been the case for
2: years at this point it's just yeah josh do you, do you remember the guess that player i did a while I back you're about to yeah. say um, that yep the sky okay the sky. right The sky versus sova and you remember yeah. the, the when what i was talking about right of his sova stats being so much better do you want to know what I looked up today? I'm so, so yes. I want to know yeah. that. Can you bring up VLR Kurt uh, of uh, the Sentinels Paper X game on Breeze? So Sassy won this game. I don't want to say just Sassy, obviously, but he has the top rating, top ACS, etc. 13-7 win on Breeze. This was the first game that Sassy has won on Sova since the Grand Finals of Champions, where he played for Loud. He has never won a map playing Sova for Sentinels. He was 0-11, and 11, even against the Tarek All-Stars team, playing for <laughs> <with> Sentinels. <laughs> never won once, despite having much oh, better no. stats on the roll. He was 0-11. This is the first time that he's won a map on Sova, That's his wild.
1: best agent. And he still has better stats on it, despite losing yes. all those games. That is wild. yes holy shit um yeah he did go crazy and I mean you mentioned Zel oh dude I mean it's just there's like no way they can play without Zelsus at this point right I mean the the amount of it, it, impact it the team kills so much. he has crucial at, at the most crucial moments and rounds he, he'll cons- consistently be the guy that'll get the kill to turn things around what he provides with communication and as a, as a personality and for the morale of the team. I feel like I come on here and just, just, just slurp glaze this him dude every, every week. week. But like, <laughs> it's just, he's just so good. that It's like, the shit is bananas that he didn't get a starting spot and is now getting the Sentinels treatment where they're rotating. Him. I mean, yeah, now he did. He, he did get a starting backup, spot. And now he's gotten a starting spot, basically. Like, if you're management, how can they not be inclined to put him in full time at this point? I just don't see how that's not going to be an end result
2: of this unless he doesn't want to and wants to i would be content but losing i would be losing my mind if i was a brazilian fan by the way where you're watching like shandy on stream talking about the death of the brazilian scene because none of their tier 2 talent can compete and in scrim environments with top tier teams and then you're looking at your Brazilian players who are at the absolute peak, who were, you know, dominating the world and then moved over to Sentinels and Pancada's just withering away on the bench. And you can just see that. I mean, it just looks like Pancada's career is about to get flushed down the toilet here because what's the... Is he just going to wither away on the bench? Are they going to have some kind of weird rotating six person roster? Are they going to release him and he actually gets picked up by another Brazilian team and gets to actually recover his career? Because at this point, the dude hasn't even played smokes in a match for ages because he was playing an off role all last year. He played smokes like in an off season map like once and farmed. And uh, oh, well, he was ill that time when they subbed him in as well when he underperformed. Like, it, it, we haven't even got to see Pancada play since he won champs. That so switch to send the last year might have done some
1: maybe not even might have but that might have done some damage to
3: the career of
1: a fantastic player i mean i think it just just wasn't the role did
3: right because he gets switched onto a role doesn't compete well not that lowers his stocks into the next year sentinels has different priorities but they don't want to get rid of him because he's kind of an asset to the team if they ever wanted to use him, i mean he's just in a position where it's like like the the golden bullet is shooting him of, oh, I get to have it like the, oh, a central salary. This should be a good opportunity. We should start performing. This should be the moment. And then it just never happened. And now he's in this position where he's just like stuck. And it seems like he's maybe he ends up
2: playing, but I, I, I mean, think I that hope that so. But the thing, thing is to that all comes sentiments.
3: back to like, they're not going to bench tens. I don't think ever. I just don't, I don't, I don't believe there's a world where that'll ever happen, where they'll ever, like, they just have, I don't think they're going to make room, and then it's like, what's the other option? Do you get rid of Zelsis? Like, what are you going to choose? It's just such an impossible position if they're as stagnant with the decisions they've already made, which seems to be the case.
4: I mean, I'm not even a, like, uh, uh, I don't have any Brazilian blood at all, but my blood is fucking boiling, bro. It's it's an insane situation to, to have. And it's not even something that's new to them either. Cause this should happen in CS too. fucking Brazilian talent going to wither and die on NA teams. Like that shit happens all the time. And they end up coaching the fucking NA teams down the line. Like it's, it's tragic. Um, what it and- reminds
2: me of is the like the English speaking players on Korean teams in Overwatch where the Kore- like the, you would build these mixed people would build these mixed rosters mm-hmm. and eventually the Korean speaking players who were generally the the better players overall kind of just found it more fluid to play with other Korean speaking players and just naturally pushed out a lot of not all the time but just naturally ended up pushing out quite a few of the English speaking um players on the team and often to the detriment of of the team by the way and it feels the same here where a lot of the english speaking component just has more natural synergy together because of the communication buff that they've ended up pushing out a really talented player where they just end up not ever fulfilling that potential
4: yeah well it's also like i don't even based on my understanding from loud uh the championship loud i don't think rencada was even the most communicative like even when he was speaking in portuguese i don't think that team was mm. even like necessarily the most communicative so like when you when you put the two elements together they don't they don't mesh um and honestly like thinking back to last year's like roster the the def igl mix might have been the best like attempt at trying to combine the those two factors but at this point it kind of feels a little too far gone um in and getting that point so anyways it is what it is and now Sentinels has to like it's something that i'm like trying to kind of coming to terms with is they have to they have to just make the best decisions for their own team and as fans like you have to understand that too you're not always going to be happy with the outcome and as a brazilian fan you're not going to be happy with the outcome but it's unfortunate but this is how the situation crumbles now um, especially with franchising mm-hmm. and especially with them trying to think for not just this year but the next year and the next year too like they have to start building for that whereas but man, as
2: much as we're talking about sentinels being in a potential like tough situation where they have to make a really difficult choice even if they end up going with the current roster that they're currently playing with these five players the addition of zelsis and john cutie has made this a totally different team i mean 100%. this is a team they're doing fantastic do in this offseason like it's really like yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: everybody they're improving every single time and they're playing so many yeah some of them are complete mickey mouse but like this one is, this one's serious. Like, guys, they just beat Paper X, and yeah, Paper X are trolling, but, like, they're, they're traveling in international land. Like, they're really working at this in the offseason. This isn't just a gimmick. Like, it's very no. interesting.
2: No, it's yeah, good. John's and and they're also exposing a lot of their holes. Sorry, why? Yeah, they're exposing a lot of their holes, and yeah, john has been excellent. I mean, IGLing and fragging.
1: Yeah. All right. Um. So let's move on to more of the matches in the tournament. T1 have finally debuted with their madness roster that we've been speculating over, who's playing, God knows what they're doing, and they ended up playing with Excurate Saya Player Rossi, Izu, and Carpe is still playing, so who had this?
4: I, I don't know. This, this. this is crazy. Like, this is insane. And yeah, Carpe is IGLing. Like, who the fuck would have guessed this? I, Nobody. I, I, I thought it was going to no be King Zeta? or Zeta. Like, no at the, Zeta, at the no
2: King. I feel like Autumn must be trolling with that tweet. I mean, they like, won. Autumn though. tweeted saying that Carpe. No, but I don't mean Autumn was trolling, like, doing this. Okay. I mean, I feel like Autumn is trolling by saying that Carpe is IGLing. Like, is he maybe just typing that out in English so that the English speaking people? just bite on that it's just so nonsense it doesn't make sense like the way in which he tweets it nice ig yelling by the way carpe keep it up it just it just my troll troll sensor is going off the charts it might i mean it totally it totally could be true i mean and he has said it this is like a primary source it's coming
4: from the coach but my troll sensor is going off the charts
3: director i I trust you
4: I, I don't think that the like Autumn, I don't think is the only source because Paper Thin was saying it a lot. And I'm pretty sure he talked to Wawa specifically, like the man at the up to one Conspiracy
3: so I, I... Paper Thin's in on it too. <laughs> <laughs> Paper Thin has been paid off.
4: Yeah. I mean, they play great. I mean, they, they kind of shit on EDG. I'm not going to lie. Like, they kind of just handled them very easily this morning. It was, um, it was easy. And they played like the old stuff too. They were running the Gecko on Bind, they absolutely dismantled them on their attack side of Lotus. Like, very good concepts. Like, out of all the teams that started uh, in this event, like, there was no shakiness. DRX, we're probably not going to talk about them too much against Full Sense, but mad shakiness. They're playing with their main roster with RB and yeah. uh, and Zest in there. And no, sh- I mean, they were, they almost got rolled. They almost lost to Full Sense. Um, whereas T1, like, they dispatched EDG, and EDG is a team who's given them a lot of problems in the past. Listening to, like, the—we we get a lot of snippets on the Africa Africa stream of comms yeah, yeah. because they don't give a fuck about, like, leaking stuff for some reason in the civic scene. It's, it's uh, wild. So we just constantly get—and they're all talking in English, and Rossi is a huge— Like, if I'm listening to the comms only and I'm trying to, like, frame my mind about, like, what the team is doing, Rossi is massively impactful. I mean, you could see them literally light up. When Ross, Ross did not even do anything. He was just yelling comps. Like, he was just yelling two left. And motherfuckers <laughs> are like getting hype with it. And it's very interesting. It's it's nice that they're able to integrate that quickly with him and be able to work off of it. Because the chemistry was really good. The, the teamwork was very good for a team that's just put together. What are those, uh... I,
2: I also I didn't watch this game yet, but I, I was... Having watched EDG in China, I was so reluctant to be praising them last week when we were talking about them winning three times, you know, scooping all of the acts in China. Because what I saw from them looked dodgy. And I, yes, EDG have given T1 a lot of problems in the past, but that was, you know, the other version of T1. I don't know how good this version is going to end up being. But these were two teams that were relatively close in the global seen towards the end of last year yeah, yeah. and with edg looking so dodgy in china th- the reason that we all predicted against e1 was because we just had no idea what they were doing with their roster but if their roster makes sense if what they're doing actually seems like it's generating results with these players it doesn't seem that wild to me that this result would go this way but again i haven't watched the game yet but was it the same dodginess from edg baller
4: uh yeah i mean it was uh, well, 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 yeah. It was. I mean, it's especially Kong Kong. It just like was not hitting. Like um, mm. so that. That's definitely something that's cropped up a few times in the in the Chinese region. And yeah, it just wasn't hitting. Oh,
2: it was one and seven on Lotus in first guilt yeah. to first. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, and
4: he was he was trying to op a lot. And like, actually, T one was doing like this double op shit too. And he was just getting destroyed because you kept peeking into that and in mm. rock because he doesn't know where the op is because it's on both sides of the map. It was nice. Uh, very interesting. Uh, I I think for yeah, I mean I wasn't super in tune with the Chinese like I watched maybe all the finals and that was pretty much it maybe some of their like close games and losses that they had against like rare Adam and stuff but and trace but um, Overall I wasn't super in tune and I I think it's all—it's the same EDG that I've all, that I've always seen where they have explosiveness, and if they don't have that explosiveness and they don't have that clutching power, then they're they're failing. And yeah, like even back at Chan- even back in any of their runs, like they were doing some Barker stuff that doesn't make any sense, but they were winning those rounds anyways because they have yeah. such insane like ability to win out these rounds. And maybe it's just not hitting the offseason, maybe they're in a slump or whatever. But I- I'm still of the opinion that like when you play like that, eventually it'll come out again.
1: I did want to ask you, though, Bala, what, uh, what's the take after the first game of x and Izu? Because those were two of the big
4: question marks. Um, x was very impressive, both on Brim and then he played Chamber on Lotus. And Chamber on Lotus, like, he went, like, I don't know, like, 11-2 and or something like that in the first, like, three rounds, or, like, very early rounds in that. Um, yeah, he was nasty. Uh, hitting very clean pistol shots. I think a lot of the pistol rounds came down to him. Um. And, yeah, different Kong Kong in a lot of instances. Uh, I was very impressed. Um, I think Isu I wasn't as sold with, but it's hard to... I wasn't fully focused on, like, specifically Isu when there's so much shit changing in that game. Like, so much shit. I was more, like, looking at the cohesion and stuff like that. And I think he was pretty good in terms of uh, teamwork, fundamentals, that sort of thing. That's more what I was looking for in this game. Gotcha. It'll be interesting to see if they can
1: keep this up throughout the tournament again many other teams have been definitely a question mark in this all-season. i mean they should make
4: it out of this group now like <laughs> yeah 100 because they they're playing edg they playing they're gonna, team liquid but right um yeah we don't uh, team liquid played against fancy and i didn't that was the one game i didn't watch but uh, fancy united aren't playing with like i think their star player or something like that i didn't really i, I don't know much about that team anyways but They they traveled and unfortunately like one of their one of their players couldn't come so they have a sub and they got shit on by Liquid.
1: Um, All right, Um, we are going to go ahead and do our bold predictions for the tournament. Who is going to win? Mine are fucking wild. (laughs) Josh is predicting Sentinels. I'm going to predict all your predictions. No, there's just one. (laughs) Okay, I picked Paper Rex. Josh and Mimi have picked Sentinels, and Balla picked Sentinels. There's no way you went
2: for Sentinels, Mimi.
1: There's no D-R-X. way you went
3: for Sentinels.
1: I. There's yeah, no way you on. went First for of all, well. Josh yeah. and Mimi, defend yourselves.
3: Sentinels.
2: <laughs> I refer to Mimi's previous comment.
3: <laughs> Thank that's you for you listening got. to us. I hope <laughs> I this mean, presentation was illuminating. Got. <laughs> i just
2: thought it'd be funny for me to pred sentinels after going off about how much they've got like issues with them i think they're a pretty good team though i think they actually could do some damage but i, I don't know i didn't watch enough games to like i did the the t1 game is so important i feel to have an accurate uh prediction of who's gonna win the tournament because depending on how good they looked <laughs> they, they might just take it all no That's none true. of us went for t1 though no none of us did all
1: i of- mean Wait, maybe? Paper what were you going to say about Sunfields? I, I
3: was just adding, like, they, they, they're doing a lot of clowning, but also they're getting better. They have, like, some insane players who have been honestly like, second good player famously has been doing well like they beat paper x obviously am- amongst troll circumstances but i feel like everyone is doing at least an iota of trolling this tournament if yeah, not much definitely. much more that there there is a real chance despite the issues that we discussed in nauseam that they could just win this tournament because they are not a bad team
4: I mean, I I think actually the Sentinels Pred pred is like low key the more defensible one (laughs) after everything out of uh, (laughs) our two. But I I would say too that these offseason tournaments oftentimes, yeah, I I would think so. I I mean, you'll hear my defense, but like it's not that great. (laughs) Well, hold on. Let me let me finish my fucking point. For <laughs> just
0: undermine your own defense.
4: <laughs> no, I mean here, here's the thing. Like, I think a lot of these off season tournaments end up winning by uh, getting won by a team that's just like kind of honeymooning, like their way to a potential win. Like, Cloud9 almost fucking beat Fnatic in the grand finals of Red Bull. Like, those sorts mm-hmm. of things happen all the time in off season tournaments, especially ones where there's trolling at this like amount of level. Trolling is a, you know, I'm I'm just saying that, but that's not actually what's happening. They're actually T1, and in, in particular, is a team that is doing things for specific reasons as outlined by Paper Thin on the broadcast and other things too and whatever. But um, my DRX pick is just because they're playing with their main roster. That's kind of like what I want to see if they're going to try to stick with that throughout the season anyways. Like, I, I don't really understand what's going on. But uh, even with the fact that they almost lost the full sense, I think full sense looked insane. Um, I think full sense looked nuts. But when I see Buzz in the, the form that he is, that dude's a monster, and Mako is playing great too. Buzz and Marco is all you need, to be honest, uh, especially yeah. in a field like this. Buzz and Marco is literally all you needed. If they're happy to play with this roster, fuck it, like send it. And I don't think a team like Sentinels, especially in the group stage, um, will be able to uh, to beat Group RX. So they should get a nice nice push up in the semis and it'd be easy pickings from there against the other, you know, second seed out of um, Group B. Listen, if
1: we're talking silly, if this is a silly tournament, Paper X invented silly. They <laughs> created it years ago and continue to pioneer the way for getting even sillier. And when it, if it's a silly one-on-one battle, they're going to win out. Sure, they take one early loss to Sentinels. That's fine. Send they they're getting ahead of themselves, posting this, posting their videos... Things are going to go back to a little bit of normalcy. Paper X are going to be full sense. They're going to beat DRX. Or they're going to get the rematch against Sentinels and they're going to beat them. I have full confidence that they will be swinging back from one early defeat in the very first round. And from there, when they qualify through, I think, you know, unless T1 happened to be the GOATS, I think the competition in that lower group overall is not as strong as the competition in the top group um, and I think that they should be able to handle T1, and you know, likely Liquid to come out of that one. So I'm I'm gonna go with Paper X. I'm not I'm I'm not buying that they're gonna be too too bad off just this one close loss to send in the first game.
2: I'd I'd like to put forward instead of my bold predictions, my deepest hopes for this <laughs> okay. tournament. I'd like to be vulnerable <laughs> for a moment. What do you hope Please,
3: for? I. Safe what
2: i'm hoping for is that drx get eliminated from groups and the reason for that is i want to see paper x go deeper in the tournament to the point where we actually get a sense of what they're going to be doing in 2024 because that this first match and if they end up losing to like a full center or drx or a sentinels or something and just going out in groups this whole tournament is not going to tell us anything about mm-hmm. what their game plan is at all for next year so i want to see them you know play enough matches to the point where we actually get an idea for that. And I also want to see the same thing for Sentinels. I feel like we're not going to learn anything new about DRX in an off-season tournament. It doesn't matter if DRX won the entire thing or went out in two, we're not really going to change our opinions of DRX heading into next year, whereas we actually might do for those other two teams. The other thing, in the other group, I want to see T1 and Liquid go deep in that to- in that side of the bracket too because again those are two teams where we're actually going to learn things we're going to learn like whether carpe is supposed to be igling the entire time we're going to learn what you know excurate's form looks like over the course of an entire tournament rather than just one match um and similar things for liquid as well with that roster even though they've got the core of um the core of apex so I'm hoping that EDG and DRX lose. I'm rooting for them to go home. <laughs> that's that's what I'm rooting for 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 reasonable reasons, I think. But honestly, that's <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for.
4: That's right? my that's I, I like I completely agree with your narrative. Pickems bracket like fucking amazing. Like let's go, send it. it will be fun. Too bad it's not gonna happen. <laughs> that is too Sad. bad. You know what else is too bad, you
1: guys? Which is shutting down operations in Korea. No. Is this be, uh, my first question is, does this affect Bren?
5: Yes.
2: <laughs> does it? I, actually, actually, no, I don't think it does. Because
1: his but he'd channel, have to
3: stream to the US, though. Like He'd have to he encode already does. to a US... Oh, that he, is fine. He
2: already doesn't... So he already doesn't use... Um, so a lot of the people that stream in Korea already don't use... Uh, they don't push to the Korean servers because that limits your... Uh, quality and your encoding settings as well so a lot of people who are in Korea they use a VPN I believe to uh use a different server entirely something like that there's like some complicated situation um and what this is is this is Twitch deciding that they are going to cease monetizing any streams that are being run for people who have their primary residence when they first signed up to Twitch or have currently signed up to Twitch uh, as korea so for Bren i mean he's in the u.s right oh like in, or maybe the uk actually when he first got partner so he doesn't count as like a korean twitch streamer just because he lives there um but it actually might affect like the lck or vct pacific which i would assume are like using some kind of korean residence in terms of where they set up the account but they might have different setups with twitch based on the fact that they're
4: I mean, either way, you're uh, you're, corporate you're describing a situation where, like, you just have to make a new account. I I don't necessarily even think that. I mean, it makes sense, but from a technical perspective, I don't think that that makes like. I it think there might be shit that from affects a stream. No, yeah, but I think there might be other things that affected like deeper than that too, like whatever deals they have with the telecom companies and that and.
2: Well, the deal that they have with the telecom company, uh, as far as I understand it, is that Twitch was forced to pay really large fees to the internet service providers um, because Korea has a very Korean company's first policy with yeah. basically everything they do. So they're prioritizing things like a TV instead of Twitch. So Twitch in Korea doesn't have any clips. It doesn't have any. It has like, they said they have like peer to peer. Broadcasting or something? I don't even understand that part of it. But they've also limited the quality options and stuff like that to try and make it as minimal cost as possible to operate in Korea. But they're still just having to pay through the nose, so they've decided to shut it down. But as far as I understand it, it's not due to some kind of legal thing where they're being stopped from operating entirely. This is Twitch deciding that it's too expensive. They're being priced out by the legislation they're not being legislated against as in you must not run a twitch stream from korea that's at least how i understand it
5: yeah
2: yeah so you could still get around it as an individual by just running a twitch stream and doing it from somewhere else and i don't think i mean maybe twitch would shut down your account if they realized that you were getting around it and like somebody got pissed off at twitch that a lot of people were doing it or that a major company did it but yeah uh, if your residence says that you're in the U.S. and you're just traveling to Korea and like on holiday, I think you should still be allowed to stream as long as you're doing. Freest it place on earth yet server. again,
3: America. Even in Korea, we're still free, baby. <laughs> That's
1: true.
2: That's real. But yeah. yeah, that might affect. It might affect LCK and VCT because those places, like you can't argue yeah. that those are not being broadcast from Korea when the bloody
4: studio is in Korea. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't think it does because um, they they broadcast through Striker,
2: right? I suppose what so they would say that it's like a dublin based stream
4: well no but again that's just like semantics i guess (laughs) well i guess
2: it's semantics in the sense that if somebody complains to twitch about it twitch would need to be able to provide a justification for why the stream is being broadcast without twitch having to pay money for it
4: no but but they're not like they're they're providing like riot provides their own infrastructure between their studio and their Dublin striker, whatever the fuck, wherever the fuck they're, they're sure, broadcasting sure. from. And that is what broadcasts to Twitch. Like, right, they, right. so yeah. the, in, the infrastructure yeah, in yeah. Korea is not doing anything. It's just Riot is paying whatever to have that infrastructure set up themselves. Like, maybe yeah, they're going to charge out the ass for it, but I mean, they yeah. farm the Korean region. So.
2: I, it shouldn't really <laughs> affect anything. And worst case scenario, it still gets posted on YouTube anyway. And, you know, a freaker and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's you, getting multi streamed uh, anyway. So, it's yeah, yeah.
4: Not that big of a deal, but it definitely sucks, I think, for, um, you know, the wider um, streaming marketplace and stuff in general. Um, and also Korean players, like in particular yeah. Korean players, like, you know, the DRX guys who barely, barely ever stream, but like, you know, the people who are trying to make a brand and have massive fan bases on a global level, like, can't really tap into that anymore, which, um,
2: nobody's going to find them on africa tv if you're an english-speaking viewer i don't think that site is really difficult to get through if you don't understand korean it's actually horrible
4: (laughs) 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 like just trying to try to get through these vods is so bad man i can't i can't make an account i can't i can't get out of the ads man i'm gonna pay to get out of the ads but every fucking 10 minutes i'm getting an ad watching the vod like please (sighs) it's
1: times like these that really show the most love and appreciation for daily valorant and
4: like sentinels
1: just (laughs) valorant
4: Valorant mundy has started posting videos where he's like watch partying the fucking thing (laughs) i because i guess that's how he gets around dmca and he's just fucking has his face cam sitting there just like this
3: that's awesome
1: (laughs) that's awesome he just recorded a one minute loop and just puts it over the whole thing I fucking yeah, it. It's dude. crazy. Shout out to Valorant and Mundy. Saved me a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh let's send this thing home. <laughs> dude, this new God of War is so cool. Oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. let's
4: go. Why uh...
3: Oh Why
1: are we Dude, good? my back is killing me. All right. This is an easy one. Weekly award. It is going to the CEO of women. Melanie
2: Capone. <laughs> what Josh? <laughs> what? Sorry, that's just that's just a funny title. Just, yeah. lo- just love it. It's her title. That title. Mimi What's said funny about that it? Sometime.
3: Is there something funny about her her job that she's worked very hard to earn? <laughs>
2: Uh, would you consider that her primary source of income or yes. is her primary source yeah. of income pl- oh right oh that's no, that's definitely the main the ce- job CEOs well are a so man telling a she can't be God the ceo of
3: women that's pretty fucked up uh, not, if you really think if you really think about anything. it i'm just saying if you think about it it's pretty fucked up
2: yeah, i'm not <laughs> telling mel she can't be anything she wants to be <laughs>
1: um i mean this is the easiest Wyatt's weekly award of all time on account of mel has been at the top of the game changer scene for years igling the best teams in game changers long overdue it feels for a championship of this magnitude more than well deserved more than earned for a lot of hard work and dedication and striving to be the best that she can be so that is the easiest weekly award of my entire goddamn life and ever will be so all right any any burning like anything <laughs> that someone needs to get off their chest? Sorry, I thought you were Before just we gonna go. say bye. I thought that was just my <laughs> no. no, end no, of the no, episode. Just I thought bye. about it. That's it, guys. Peace. I thought about it, but just in case, does anyone have anything they like I need to say this on my platform? No. 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 Nope. Okay. No.
5: Nope. I don't and think And <laughs> on that note
1: on that note, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for watching the last 130 episodes that have been recorded here in the Platchat compound. Um, you know, couldn't have been here without the compound, without the opportunity to, you know, be here recording with Josh and Bren in person for all that time. Made a, a huge difference. Um, the times we had co streaming here and what that did for the show. Uh, it is the end of an era. It has been a fantastic time. But you know, we listen. We're not done. We're just entering a new chapter in the Plat Chat series. So thank you all for watching and and hanging with us for for this long. The uh, the ship keeps on sailing. You know what I mean. All right, we will see you guys next week for episode 158. Goodbye. <laughs>